Welcome okay. to Falls Count Anywhere yes. with Youngblood and Manny. That's Youngblood. That's Manny. Way over there in the distance. Yes. In the far yonder. In the far, yeah, we have a oh, elongated man. table. We're usually a lot closer. This looks more professional, doesn't it? We are. We're at a, it's a very, um. Carson, let me know. I know you're mad at me. Please let very, me know. I'll talk into the microphone here. style <laughs> seating arrangement here with Pat as our Jesus, of course. Uh, we got to get a giant sign for the table, but then that's different. Yeah, we can't fit that in the frame. No, that's, I too don't much, know. that's too much production. We got to hover the table. Yeah. How do we do that? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure, figure it, out. it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but Youngblood. Yes. Today. Yes. We have a guest. It's our first Not guest. Not a ghost. That is our, it's our first guest from, uh, I don't know how the word is. Oh, wow. It's, <laughs> it's our first guest since we've been back from quarantine. Yes, this is true. Yes, this is true. Yes. Do we do a temperature check? That. Yeah, of course, dude. <laughs> so the wording check. you were looking for was literal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. Um, You're the first person we've had in the on the show live since quarantine. Since yes. Quarantine. Thank you, Pat. Nailed we'll, just, it. we'll edit that. Remember when you were like, "Hey, dude, you cool. should think of what you want to say." Yeah. <laughs> like I literally said, "How do you want to introduce him?" <laughs> like, uh, this is it. This is all planned, bro. bro, bro oh, this was all. Yeah. Bro. Holy You're shit! Fucking it up right now, dude. Oh my god, we Great fucked it up. Great to you go, just dude. elongate it, and then you yeah. get two minutes out of my introduction. Yeah, Jeez, we're I trying to it. we're trying to fill time here. Okay, <laughs> guys, are Never you with mind. me? Good bit. I give it to him. Guys, I'm still doing this introduction. This okay. is all, like I said, yeah, I, sorry, this sorry, is all, I, I practiced sorry. this. <laughs> I rudely interrupted. Okay. Where was I? <laughs> uh, first guest <laughs> since quarantine. I have to say it again because people could have forgotten. Um, he has his own podcast. It's true. Which I was just on. It's true. Uh, did, and we're great on. Yeah. Did amazing numbers for him. He I did mean, super kick my funny bone, I will say. And that that's, was, the night, that's the name of the episode. I will say. There you go. Super kicked it. Super kicked it straight to funny land. <laughs> You're funny. I was bone. going for direct, you know, wrestling themed plus comedy all in the title. You he get everything it. right there. He nailed Bro. it. You did not have a clean dismount there, Manny. No, I did not. I did not super kick it in the funny bone. He didn't slap the leg either. No. I did it. That's what I it was. It. You missed the thigh slap there. Yeah, that's all. That's yeah. all. It sounded okay, really it. weak. That's mine. <laughs> um. He's not only does he have a podcast called Strong Words with Ian Strong. That's true. Uh, that's still not his introduction yet. Okay, I'm still we're still getting through this. We got it. Um, he was a former independent wrestler. Okay. In the <laughs> in in the uh, what would you call it? The northeast, yeah, yeah, the yeah. northeast area, or uh, yeah, sure, you can you can word it that way. I, I how did, would you word it? <laughs> I, I I would say I worked the independent circuit in the northeast area. Oh, that's, right. that's exactly area what I said. Or, or territory, <laughs> territory yeah. or territory. I like right. territories don't really earlier, exist yeah. anymore. Oh. Okay. Yes, but you were one of the last people in the Northeast Territory. territory. That's what we're going to say. Oh, uh, that's so white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's probably one of the whitest accolades. It's like, like saying you're from Scranton, honestly. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, it's Ian Strong. Amazing. Raising the roof, Hell also yes. very white. Yes, also very white. <laughs> Great talent. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank I'm holding you. a sword in one hand, so that would yeah. definitely be like my taunt for like my finisher if I was playing like a WCW. This what, the golf clap? Yes, no, just just <laughs> it would just be that. I think that was one. I definitely it was, was one. definitely in, get, the, in the creator wrestler yeah. Yeah. for sure. And then you get shooting star splashed. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh my god, here, love it. Thanks for being on my show, by the way. Yeah, I, thank I, you I had for a great coming time. here. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. We're gonna have we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna ask you a few questions first, okay. and then we're just gonna get into a regular episode. 
Sounds good to me. You're just going to be a part. You're just going to be along for the ride. Fair enough. Sound, how's that sound, Ian Strong? I mean, was that your wrestling name, Ian Strong? No, actually. Well, it was my wrestling name for the last match of my career. Okay. Uh, the 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 way that that name came about, I wrestled under my 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 shoot name, which uh, is Ian Jordan, and it's the, a much better name. Well, right? I Jason Jordan, yeah. strong name. I, I, I was the white Michael Jordan. He was related to me. <laughs> yeah. Also and, has a broken friggin' neck. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so uh, how how that name came about was I uh, most of my favorite wrestlers growing up all wrestled under their real names, so I didn't want to be any different. Plus, this was around the time that like you were starting to learn via the internet that like guys couldn't work other places than WWE if, because of trademark infringement and whatnot. Right, yeah. So if I owned my own name, I'd be fine. Yeah. But how Ian Strong came about was about the fourth or fifth match of my career. I wrestled this guy named Chris Envy, and he had a guy videotape it. Um, videotape is like a I don't know if you guys are. Old enough to remember. It's a little, it's a little cassette <laughs> yeah, that actually yeah. had film on it that yeah. would. Okay, now what is film? What is okay? Film is what Quentin Tarantino uses to make brilliant motion pictures. Oh yeah, I love that guy. That's the feet guy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's guy. the feet guy. <laughs> great, that's great. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm I'm wrestling this match with Chris Envy, and it's 2007. It's the first match that I had ever had that made its way onto YouTube. Okay. And I guess the guy who either uploaded it or edited or whatever didn't know what my name was. So this big graphic comes up that says Ian Strong. And (laughs) you're like, pretty much ever since then, everybody I knew that I was directing to go to YouTube assumed that that was my work name, even though I never used it to the last match of my career. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. It's actually pretty interesting. I love it. So why did you keep it with... Like, why why'd you keep it if you only use it for one match? Was it only because it well, was... Well, I was also using it as a stage name for uh, music and for comedy. Did you just like it that much? You were just like, you it, know what? This is a fucking it, dope it, ass No, it, it just became a nickname. People uh, would, okay. like, especially at work, uh, I, I do telecommunications wiring for a living. People would just say, hey, Strong, can I get your help with this? Or uh, we need he who is strongest of them all. Or get the strong one to get in here and move this desk. Yeah, nice. the puns yeah. you can do. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I hadn't cultivated this much mass. I was actually in pretty good shape. So. It's versatile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, do your uh, coworkers know of your wrestling past? That That's how I got the name was most of those guys. Oh. Yeah, I, I've been doing the same job for 12 years now. And most of the guys, uh, we're, we're a small company, so I'd say about seven. 75% of the guys that are there now were there when I was still working in the in the biz. Yeah. And sometimes they even forget that my name is not Ian Strong. Right. <laughs> like they'll go to draw up paperwork and say like, all right, Ian Strong worked 10 hours. Oh, wait, shit. It's Ian Jordan worked yeah. 10 hours today. <laughs> that could be a mess at the bank. <laughs> you guys go through a lot of whiteout. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I, I took a year and a half off before the last match of my career, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to do this Ian Strong character that like, I don't want to say that I was developing, but like I always kind of wanted to do. A buddy of mine that I worked with actually came up with the, this idea where I would put How Strong on the front and Ian Strong on the back of a t-shirt, and every time that Classic I was like- Classic shirt would buy. Classic yeah. wrestling shirt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So cheap to make. I got, I got one made for the last match of my career, and like every time that like I would hit a guy in the corner where I would chop him i would say how strong and then the crowd's supposed to say ian strong but i but i was a heel so it was obnoxious that i kept saying it over and over again so i mean it kind of worked i mean it was just i mean booze instead of the response of ian strong yeah Yeah, i mean it it kind of worked because i'm saying how strong and ian strong yeah 
because I'm giving these people cues of what they're <laughs> yeah, supposed to yeah, say, yeah, and they don't too. care like, because no, I'm no, such a dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love That's it. hilarious. It's <laughs> I, I know we just jumped like all the way to the end of my career, and there's like a bunch of stuff to tackle beforehand. That's, hey, we're false count anywhere, dude. Yeah, we yeah. go all over the place. <laughs> well, I always find that like a great story starts at the be- starts at the end. Yeah, That's and true. then you go to the beginning, yeah, and then so, you work your way toward the end again. That's so, normally where the tagline's at, dude. Yeah, it's true. No matter what, it's the best part of the joke. Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> all right, so then let's go to the beginning. What? How did you get like into wrestling? I mean, we ask all our guests this. Like, how did sure. you get into wrestling? Um, what uh, did you have a point where like you fell out of it, or like were you always a fan of wrestling? I, and then, and then to add, uh, sorry, to multi-part question. Uh, yeah, it's anyways, my podcast. Too. I can interrupt. Wow. <laughs> Fair enough. Wow, uh, I'm pretty sure I did a majority of the talking. Too much time to think. Our episode too. Uh, I don't know. I feel <laughs> like it was fifty-fifty. <laughs> um, but uh, but to add to that, like, wh- what made you decide to make the change from just a wrestling fan to hey, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna get in the ring and do this shit. So this is a really long story, and I'm going to abridge it. it as much as possible, but leave all the like important shit nah, in there. It yeah. is with as much as you want. Yeah. Okay. Honestly. Well, I, I tell you this because I told this story on my podcast, and it took three episodes that were an hour plus a piece, a yeah. piece to tell right, the whole story. Right. Well, so we're doing a four-hour episode, guys. <laughs> I hope you're ready. <laughs> so if you want to hear the full version, strong words at the end, strong available. Okay, there you, you go. Podcast. That's Hell a yeah. great plug. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how you do a plug, young That's blood. It. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That, that that was great too. I, I won't get into that whole thing, but I had a friend that I made in the business come interview me about my career, and then I in turn in, interviewed him about his. And uh, my my story, I mean, I barely scratched the surface, but still covered a long stretch of of my career. But to, to answer your question, I didn't get into wrestling till I was a freshman in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. And th- this was right around the the boom of the Attitude Era. Oh, okay. uh, Ninety seven was my freshman year of high school. I'm dating myself here, and. I was placed in a in a group of uh, kids in my science class. They all watched wrestling, and I was like the only one who was left out of the conversation when we're making like volcanoes out of baking soda and vinegar and food coloring and shit. Yeah. So I started watching like the Saturday and Sunday morning recap shows just so I could have talking points and contribute to the conversation, and that just kind of sucked me in because like at the time like. Kane was WWF champion for a day and then yeah. Stone Cold got it back the next night yeah. after their first blood match. And uh, I was like, what is going on with these crazy characters? Like, I, you know, I always thought that like wrestling was like this thing that like dumb, you know, rednecks and hillbillies watch because I like most people never gave it a chance. Yeah. Oh, it is, though. I mean, yeah. especially back then. Like you can see I am some, a testament to that. Yeah. But, like you see like videos and shit like now, of, oh, like, yeah. you know crowds back then and it's just like god damn dude is this oh, what a so wrestling where are the fan signs was? at guys what happened to the signs we yeah. need more signs signs That's and awful. flashes from cameras yes <laughs> so I mean, at that point, I was instantly hooked, and I I immediately wanted to learn everything. I mean, yeah. I was still using a twenty eight eight modem for my dial up internet, and I was mm. reading dirt sheets yes. that way. Nice, you know. Yes, we have lived the same <laughs> life, brother. Let's go. And uh, I just wanted, like, I became like the walking encyclopedia, and like, you know, right around the late nineties, early two thousands, everybody who was between the age of sixteen and twenty was watching wrestling. So everybody was coming to me saying, like, "Do you watch Raw last night? You're gonna watch SmackDown when it debuts." Because yeah. SmackDown wasn't yeah. always a show. Yeah. And you're like, I was on the Nitro hotline while watching Raw. Okay. <laughs> I understand this. <laughs> so I uh, decided that around my 
senior year of high school, I was going to start a backyard wrestling federation. I got some like-minded friends. We all worked at Bob Evans Restaurant in Carlisle. And we were all we were all interested in doing it. We were coming up with characters. My name was The Eclipse. Hell Excellent. Yeah. And my, my catchphrase was, once you look into the eyes of The Eclipse, you're going to get burned. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so cheesy. And I would take every WWF shirt that I had and then like Kevin Owens style duct tape the superstar's name out yes. of it and write my own name on it. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, and that was like my gear. And we were coming up with like the, the first match we ever did. It was like a week before I graduated high school. We had a TLC match in my backyard. We made tables out of plywood and two by fours that were just pieces of shit. I did this for my 13th birthday. <laughs> we have lived the same way. Yes, we, have. Uh, we, we put the belt on the roof of my house. Nice. And that's where you had to climb up to to get it. Yeah. Did you have ladders or was it we just did. like you had to? Okay. Now you had to figure it out. Now, if you think that's the crazy part, here's the craziest part. We did this for five years. Nice. And throughout the course of that five years, we had anywhere between 12 to 20 people in and out of the organization. I was like the Vince McMahon of the thing. Yes. And I had a couple of guys who also helped. Like we, we did it all during the summer. So when guys would go to college, I would spend the entire winter editing all of our tapes so that it matched up with the script that we had wrote out for the season. And we didn't tape everything in order because it yeah. was all based on everybody's availability. Uh -huh. And then I would release it on VHS to our friends around Christmas time. And Some then we real Chikara shit, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, well, it's funny. Well, I'll get into that later. So, Absolutely. yeah, for five years I was doing that. And then after about like the third year, I really started getting the itch of like, this is something I want to pursue. So I started looking into local promoters around me. Yeah. And that's when I got kind of introduced to like the carny nature of the independent promoter in the late 2000s. Yeah. Because, you know, while the internet was still a thing, it still wasn't like powerful enough to really expose the shittier parts of the business yeah. from an independent standpoint. Like, yeah, when we when we start getting a little more into my story and I tell it's you not about the same like, as like being in that parking lot after after like a show, like smoking a cigarette with like dudes you're working with. Like, that's the real like dirt cheat shit. No, I'm talking about opinion. like. That's what I want to hear. I, I'm talking about like the third match in my career where I worked for IWC okay. when they did a show in Newville and my match was the undercard to AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Oh, and I personally sold 80 of the 90 tickets that I pre-purchased with my own money <laughs> to this show that drew over 500 people. So I'm responsible for like 15 to 20% of the crowd. Yeah. And I had a, a verbal agreement with the promoter that the tickets that I had sold or didn't sell, he'd reimburse me for as part of my PO or my payout. Yeah. And not only did he not give me that money, he didn't even pay me for the show. Wow. Sounds like a lot of comedy show bookers too. <laughs> yeah. 15% of door. That, uh, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not sure how, I mean, I'm sure it's probably still the same now as it was back then, but like, you know, when you're, when you're put on a show, you have no idea what your payout is going to be yeah. because you have no say into what you're getting paid unless the promoter approaches you and it's wants like, you on the show. Yeah, you're yeah. making them over $1,500 at that point though. You yeah. Know, it's like, come on, even at $20 a pop. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was kind of pissed about that, but we jumped ahead a little bit. So I, I, started reaching out to local promoters and finding out like, how can I get involved? You know, can I do security? Can I do ring crew? I mean, I, I'm still, you know, 18 years old. I don't have any money to my name. I can't afford wrestling school. So what can I do in trade? Yeah. Just like all yeah. of my favorite wrestlers that I heard had done in trade. And I know how it works, you know? Yeah. So, so I hooked up with this guy named John Rambo. 
<laughs> who ran the House of Pain Wrestling Federation Beautiful in Hagerstown. I was going to say, hey, wait, does he, uh, was he in Vietnam <laughs> in his past? Blatant ripoff of the gimmick. Had the <laughs> mullet, well, you have to. Had the mullet and everything. I love it. You can't just be named John Rambo and have like a businessman gimmick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, but like he was somehow also associated with another league called the National Wrestling League. So like their shows were the NWL HOPWF show. <laughs> that's a more crazy one. that's hey th- th- those wow, are my favorite dude. independent names they're the ones that have like that beats nwa ncw wildside that beats yeah. that for sure <laughs> national wrestling league house of pain wrestling federation show and uh he he would do like a like a student show in his training school on tuesdays and then they would do traveling shows on saturdays yeah well because of my limited income and availability with my regular job i would only go to the shows on saturdays and I would do ring crew. I would do security. I would, you know, do whatever it is that he needed me to do. And for like nine weeks, I'm traveling four hours round trip on my own dime, not getting paid anything, hoping that like he'll eventually yeah. ask me to come down and be a part of the training. And once I finally brought that up to him after about like nine weeks, he was like, yeah, you just haven't shown the commitment that does, that a professional wrestler. Yeah, driving who, four hours to do yeah. ring crew. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he's like, you're, you're only showing up for three out of the four shows a month and you've only – it, and, like, and you're not coming down on Tuesday. It's also because that sentiment is like in the same one. One of you're saying is just like that's what you've watched like all your like your heroes do. You yeah, know? like you're just trying to do that, and the dude's just like, yeah, it's not enough. You're you'll like, you'll find that the theme of my story of my career is I confused paying my dues for being naive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think it was, it's it's so funny like the parallels between like that and stand up. Honestly, too. oh yeah, it is. we we talked about that on my show. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 no. Di- I mean, the path to entertainment runs down the same road. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it is like with anything, anything mm-hmm. in, like entertainment where you're your own sort of like manager and every you know what i mean you handle all your like oh okay I have to find a show here or you know what I mean That's like why I like AEW more than NXT right now. Why is that? It's more entertaining. There you go. In my opinion, it's more entertaining. I, I agree. All entertainment. It has wrestling. more segments that are just built for entertainment. It's built to get an audience. And yeah, I like that. I yeah, do agree. Nice. I think it, I think it is uh, a lot better. Um, so so I cut ties with with John Rambo, and a, a big turning point for that? me. <laughs> a big turning point for me was uh, I went to see uh, TNA in yeah. Nashville, okay. like in two thousand and three. Excellent time. Uh, back TNA. when they were still doing weekly pay per views yes. out of the asylum in Nashville. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, me and a buddy of mine went down that I started the, the Backyard Wrestling Federation with, the Ultimate Underground Wrestling Federation, the UUWF, a.k.a. WWF, <laughs> which I thought was just the most clever thing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, like, to me, I think that's the greatest thing to come out of that was yeah. the, the name, the, the WWF. Or he has an LLC on that, Vince. You can't come after us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, I think the World Wildlife Fund does. Do they That's really? True. Yeah, yeah. They, okay. they own WWF now. Okay. So, me and my buddy went down to Nashville. He was friends with a guy who was going to Middle Tennessee State, which is in Murfreesboro, a suburb of Nashville. And we went to this show in at uh, TNA. And when they found out that like we weren't the regular crowd demographic type hillbilly tooth. Locals that yeah. Nashville produces. Shout uh, out Nashville, you yeah. fucking tooth. I had a great locals. time in Nashville. <laughs> Love that city. Yeah. And so my buddy was getting drunk with his with his friend uh, tailgating, and I'm just going around with my disposable camera, getting pictures with everybody who's hanging out back or uh, outside the. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to call it the arena. It was basically like a like 
an expo hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, just incredible. Don nice. West, the yeah, Sandman. I'm trying to think of what TNA looked like then. Uh, I, I, I had a conversation with the Sandman because at the time I had read on a dirt sheet that he was like prohibited from wrestling in Pennsylvania because the State Athletic Commission was blackballing promoters from being able to have shows in the state because people were complaining that he was sharing alcohol yeah. with minors. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So I'm telling him about that and I'm like, being from Pennsylvania, like it's really cool that we I get to see you person. work. This is nuts. <laughs> I'm like, being from Pennsylvania, it's so cool to be able to get to see you work. And he's just like, that's all bullshit, man. <laughs> that's not how it works. You can't blackball promote. Like they're, that's, those fucking guys have no idea what they're talking about. They're trying to blacklist me by blackballing the promoters. It's all horseshit. This is I'm a doing beautiful a, saying, man. I'm, do, I'm doing a show in Philly on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> like, I give a shit. He's like, I'm going to be there. You should come. <laughs> like, yeah of course i'll be there yeah, so sure, so i dude. got this picture with him i think i showed it to you at my house we're like i'm looking at the camera given the the shocker yes and he's not even looking he's doing this showing his <laughs> his tattoo of himself on his low on oh, the bottom yeah. part of his bicep looking this direction uh, it's one of my favorite pictures. It's so good. And then so like my preoccupied. Yeah, and then my picture of Don me and Don West, he's holding a birthday cake that a fan had given him to give to Just Incredible backstage. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I I see Where'd Vince, the cake set? I don't know. Happy birthday. Uh, okay. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> something I, along the lines of that. It's <laughs> a mystery birthday cake. Damn. <laughs> there might have been something in it for him. I'm not sure. He had problems. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I don't know that for sure. Hey, I'm, not, you, I'm not even going to allege that. I was just trying to be funny. Hey, you heard you, it here he first. works at an Olive Garden, I believe, in upstate New York right now. You heard it here first. Go go to him and harass him. Harass him <laughs> at the that Olive Garden. Hey, he'll, 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 he'll admit, do he'll admit the dark yeah. road he took. There go you tip go. Him, dude. There you go. <laughs> so once they found out that we drove all the way from Pennsylvania to see the show, they rolled out the red carpet for us. They mentioned us on TV. They... Uh, they had a segment in which Sandman was being presented with a trophy because the week before he had defeated the uh, New Jack in a tournament. Nice. And then he's doing this in-ring uh, segment with Mike Tanay, and he's asking him, what are you going to do with this trophy cup? You're going to put it on your mantle in your fireplace? He's like, the only thing I think this cup should be doing is having a beer drank out of it. So he fills it up with beer, starts chugging it, and he's like, who else wants some? And he beelined it directly to me and poured it down my throat live on pay-per-view, even though I'm only 19 years old and we just talked about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why that's amazing. That's why that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, you can see that on my Twitter page at how at how Ian Strong and at Ian Strong Words. Now that's how you do a plug, man. <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to check that out. Actually, that's hilarious. But so after the show, they were doing this thing, this gimmick where Jeremy Borash, who was doing uh, ring announcing, uh, he works for NXT now, yeah, doing uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he he would invite the 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 rowdiest and loudest fans backstage to meet some of the wrestlers. And he points over at me and he's like, you guys are definitely coming back. Yeah. Totally forgot to mention that my buddy got kicked out of the show before the end of the dark match. Cause he was too drunk <laughs> and you just chugged the beer underage. On- <laughs> <laughs> oh no. When I say he was too drunk, I mean, he's in his seat 
with his eyes closed, drooling on himself. Remember that guy at the Ring of Honor show that fell asleep? And, I wasn't at that show. Uh, no, but there's like it was like on Twitter, but like he was like fell asleep and like fans were like chanting at him. Oh, and really? like yeah, everyone was like that. chanting at him and then like even the like in ring like they were chanting at him <laughs> <laughs> and he was just out. <laughs> well security so had come over to us and like you guys are front row camera side live on pay-per-view. We can't have this. What pay-per-view was it? They, they were doing weekly pay-per-view. Yeah, they weekly oh, okay. Wednesday. Every okay. every Wednesday from eight to ten they would have a pay-per-view. I they weren't you, they didn't you. even have a TV deal yet. It was strictly no. pay-per-view. And they were like nineteen ninety five or something like that. No, they were they were ten bucks. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, dude. Because if you if you they had this other gimmick where you submit your cable bill and they give you free swag. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. That's yeah. why I got yeah. a few. I remember yeah, I got, I, I got a, a VHS tape of the best of TNA autograph by Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got a certificate. It's a relic. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I got a certificate of appreciation autograph by Chris Sabin. I've seen that oh, one. Yeah. That's yeah. what I saw, okay. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they get, they, uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff I was supposed to get, and I never did, and I filed like a formal complaint with like their offices in Nashville. <laughs> I was such a mark back then. Such <laughs> a mark back then. I would do the same thing. I would do that today. Today, yeah, he would. He would. So, so my buddy got kicked out of the show. He literally fell on his face and chipped his tooth, like trying to stand up and hold up a sign that says we need bacon Chester because we had this guy that he, that we knew would be watching that would make bacon for us at Bob Evans. Okay. <laughs> Damn. He was one of those guys. Yeah. He's he one of like, those guys. Yeah. The, the, most the personal inside joke. Yeah. yeah. Well, we knew that this guy would Jack be watching Tins from my house because yeah. he was in charge of working the VCR to make sure that we had a tape of the show we went yes. to. Nice. Okay, yeah, of course. So after the show, JB uh, invites me backstage. Uh, I'm getting pictures with all kinds of guys. Uh, uh, Mad Mikey, a.k.a. Crash Holly. Nice. Uh, R-Truth. Uh, uh, the guy FKA is Umaga. Jerry Lynn, Chris Daniels, AJ Styles. You know, all the names. Yeah. From I, Murderer's I, Row. Fuck yes. Yeah. Yes. All, all the names. And then I'm talking to, to Borash and he's asking me some questions about like where I'm from and whatever and uh, what, what attracted me to TNA and all this stuff. And he's like, hey, why don't you walk with me to my car? So I walk into his car and he's like, isn't Excellent. isn't there more of you? I thought there was more of you. I'm like, yeah, my buddy got kicked out before the show even started because he got too drunk tailgate. And he's like, well, let's go wake his ass up. <laughs> So we go to Classic wake Jeremy. <laughs> we, we go to wake his ass up and like he gets a picture with him also on my Twitter and Instagram at Ian Strong Words. My buddy's got his arm around JB and there is piss <laughs> going down his leg. He he to this day thinks that he spilled a beer in his lap. No, that is definitely <laughs> pissed. Definitely pissed. Yeah. Definitely pissed himself. So then he says, So what are you guys doing now? We were like, I don't know. We we were planning on just seeing the show and then leaving. He said, well, we usually go to the Hooters downtown to watch a tape of the show. You guys are more than welcome to come hang out. So we're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, what a flex with AJ. Too. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go let's, watch let's go to Hooters. Our own hey, man, I, was, show hey, I had Hooters. shit popping off back then, man. Me and JB was at the Hooters just eating dozens and oh, dozens yeah. of wings, man. Remember, do you remember Hey, him, man, right? yeah, I remember him. He was down there, too, dude. I remember that shit. We were in the buffet, dude. He was down. I, I knew what was going on. How are those wings and thighs at Hooters? Well, I'll tell you, the wings were good, but the thighs, uh, some of them, I don't know. I had to card them, man. Were they a little saying? flat? Yeah, a little bit. Because it's Hooters? Yeah. No one goes to Hooters for wings. No. <laughs> All drummies, baby. That's what I get down with. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> Go Sorry, dogs. Sorry, AJ, Sorry. interrupted. So... I'm meeting all these other guys. My buddy is getting an autograph from everybody on this $5 bill that he's like taking around to everybody, talking to Jeff Jarrett, Jerry Lynn, and I meet uh, Shark Boy. Nice. And uh, th this ends up being kind of a turning point because like me and Shark Boy just hit it off like that. You guys and have a lot of things in common, I assume. 
Yeah, <laughs> su- surprisingly <laughs> you enough, were both boys and love sharks. sharks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and and this was like the night to meet Shark Boy because it's the night that he signed his contract with TNA. Up nice. until then, he was working on a pay per show deal, oh, okay. but he signed a long term deal which he leveraged out of doing one dark match with WWE. So he was buying wings that night. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. After we're leaving Hooters, JB says, hey, we're going to go to this nightclub down the street. We've got our own private bar in the back. Just karaoke. There's going to be girls. You should come hang out. And I, and my buddy who we were staying with in Murfreesboro was like, I'm going to go stay at my truck and just fire up a stogie and listen to tunes. If you guys want to go, you go right ahead. What a like, nerd. No, no, no. Like, what a cool guy yeah. to sacrifice his night <laughs> yeah, right. to let us go have the time of our lives. <laughs> I'd have been like, no, I'm going, yeah. you're staying in here, or we just leave it. I don't care. Yeah. No, <laughs> he, he was it. he was just like, you just you guys just go. I'll be up at the Jeep when you guys are ready to go. So we go down to this nightclub. My buddy uses the five dollar bill that he got everybody to sign to pay his cover charge. <laughs> <laughs> Unknowingly. Wow. And then we go to the back. We have <laughs> we have our own private bar. Um, uh. guys are doing karaoke and Shark signs up to he well first of all he's pissed because he wants to do Ode to My Car by Adam Sandler okay. and they don't have it. So they so the only Adam Sandler song is What the Hell Happened to Me, which is from the same album. Yeah. And he signs up as Glenn Gilberti, which okay. is Disco Inferno's shoot name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so when they, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so when they call Glenn up to the stage, he's like, What am I what what are you guys even doing? And Shark just does this song that stinks out the joint because it is like it's not that funny yeah. and it's not catchy. No, it's it's good for the dude. album, but not good for an audience. No. And so then I go up after him and I do without me by Eminem. Of course. Okay, and, yeah. and just and just crush it because I didn't even need the monitor. At the time. No one does. No, everyone knows without me. Come on. Yeah. Pat, <laughs> sing without me right now. So without me. That's very, very good. Hello, I'm Eminem. Uh, you have to stop. You have to stop. We don't have the rights. Oh, sorry, so right. we don't want to yeah, you can only close, do right? like four seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't need a monitor either. Spot I got on. one, but I didn't need <laughs> it. Spot on. You're welcome. So we're, we're the, the club is getting ready to close, and I lost my buddy who got kicked out of the show and busted his tooth. So I start looking around for him. I don't see him anywhere. I think that he goes up to the truck. I go there. Buddy's up there smoking his cigar, listening to tunes by himself. And we're like, where the hell's Paul? What a night for this guy so far. <laughs> yeah. Dude. yeah. And we're like, should we go find him? I guess I try to go back in the club. They're giving me a bunch of shit for trying to get back in without paying a cover charge, even though I have X's on my hands indicating I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but they're not like just cosplaying at CM Punk. Yeah, but but you're definitely <laughs> not getting AJ, dude. He was like, hey, brother, I was over there singing Freebird, man. Whew, you know how that is. Go dogs. AJ didn't go to the club. Uh, no, of course he did. He's a family man. Or well, I guess he wouldn't. Have nah, he was there in secret, dude. He's just a big nerd. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so the guys come out of the club and they're like, Ian, we're, we're about to head back to the hotel room, have a little after party. I don't know if you uh, partake in a little, little bit of the green gimmick, mm-hmm. but you're welcome to join us. And I'm like, fuck, I got to go find my friend. Yeah. You know, I uh, like the progression of this, though. No, it's like, first it's like, it's oh, Sam you want to come to this wrestling show? Oh, you want to come hang out with us and watch the wrestling yeah. show? Oh, you want to come to it's, the It's the most unlikely Sam story. Sam still involved <laughs> up to this point? No, yeah. Sandman went home after okay. his after Damn. his second. Who is all in yeah. this group that's going to go back yes. to, if you, can, if you can, like, just It's Shark Boy, Tracy Brooks. Okay. Eric Young, okay. oh, James Storm, Jeremy Borash, 
And JB. and Chris Harris. JB. <laughs> was was Sharp Boy wearing his mask the whole yes. time? Nope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. You motherfucker. <laughs> and, and it's funny, until I had him on my show, I never had a picture with him without his mask on. Really? Yeah. And like I didn't post it. I wanted it just for me, but yeah. I was like, you know, we'll get we'll get to it. I'm I'm gonna fast forward because I'm I feel like we haven't even gotten into my career yet and I'm yeah. spending forever on this story. Man, so this I, is a good tale. It's a good story. So to wrap up this story. Me and my buddy try to find my friend that I rode down with till 3.30 in the morning and we don't find him. So we just said, fuck it and went back to Murfreesboro. And when we pull into to the dude's house in Murfreesboro, the guy was sitting on the porch. <laughs> and we're like, how the hell did you get here? And he's like, bro, you would not believe the night I had. <laughs> fucking right, dude. <laughs> he's like, after I lost that $5 bill. <laughs> it was all downhill from yeah, there. Yep. I tried to find Stevie's Jeep. And I got lost and I ran into one of my slippery rock professors. Wow. In Nashville. <laughs> wow. Slippery rock is just north of Pittsburgh. Yeah. He runs into one of his own college professors <laughs> yeah. in Nashville and he says, I'm going to level with you. I am drunk. I'm missing half of my tooth. My Nokia phone is dead. <laughs> I can't find my friends. I don't I know where I am. Like too. <laughs> I think we all have. Yeah, actually, Youngblood probably was your friend. That, that might, that <laughs> you might did you get your teeth capped? No. He always talks about this $5 bill that he used to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Signatures on it, though. Well, that was like my buddy's MO. Like, he has a $5 bill autographed by Afro Man. And, like, Afro Hell Man yeah. drew an Afro with a blunt hanging yeah. out of Lincoln's mouth. Nice. <laughs> like, he just never has anything to sign, so he pulls out $5 bills. So I mean, that's, a, that's yeah, like a piece a of paper, flex, though. Yeah. Like you know, I'd probably go lower, like twenty five cents. And, <laughs> can you sign this quarter? In the yeah, can you sign this? Get you that on the quarter? <laughs> How? Just figure it out, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. So he he says after talking to his college professor, his professor advises him to collect call his mom. Dial down the center. Collect call. So he collect calls his mom at three thirty in the morning, and she answers and tries to call me, but my phone is also dead. And so he collect calls a cab and a cab. And he's like, I don't even know the address. Just take me to Murfreesboro. And they're on their way to Murfreesboro and he passes out in the back seat. And before he gets in the, in the cab, he was like, I'm going to I'm just telling you, I only got 44 bucks. I don't know where the address is. Just take me to Murfreesboro. I'll figure it out from there. Yeah. Well, as he's coming to in the back of the cab, it's not moving <laughs> because it blew a flat and the guy's changing the tire with the meter still running. Oh. <laughs> so fucking shady what a dick Tyson move ass, right what a dick drivers. move so then he he passes out again and the next time he wakes up they're at an intersection where steve's house was on the corner lot of this intersection and he's like holy shit that's my buddy's house <laughs> yeah, right there drop wow. me off right there and the guy says your fare is 86 dollars and he's like, I fucking told you I yeah, only I had 44 and I know you left that meter running when you were changing the tire. So he gives him the 44 and he fucks off. And then he sits down on the porch and we roll in 30 seconds later. <laughs> wow. Nuts. Yeah. Crazy. And then you guys exchange st stories yeah, of right? your nights. Yeah. And his was yeah. a lot sadder than yours. 8 <laughs> yeah. so, so three weeks later, I go back to Nashville by myself without that guy. I had gotten Shark Boy's email address and he was – 
telling me, you know, if you come back down, let me know. We'll, we'll accommodate the same way we did before. We'll yeah. hang out afterwards. Can I ask you a, a, a question? Yeah. Is Shark Boy's email address has Shark Boy in the name? At Hotmail. It's, it's Shark Boy. <laughs> you don't Boy. have to say the actual for, email For booking <laughs> inquiries, you can email <laughs> okay, Sharkboy at cincy.rr.com. There you <laughs> go. Right. I love that it's Shark Boy is his email address. <laughs> well, he, he has that trademarked. Like oh when, shit! That's like awesome. when, like he trademarked that back in '99 when yeah. he was working on WCW. So wait, he what actually about that movie? he actually sued Miramax Films. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know this? I didn't know that. Well, I thought we talked yeah. about this. Before. We might have talked and about they, it. And they they settled out of court. <laughs> That's so yeah. fucking awesome. That's how you know you're guilty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they they tried to have it dismissed by saying that like he only is a character when he puts on a costume. He's like a parody or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and this is a character we developed for stage and screen. Yeah. yeah. But. Eventually, CGI. ended up settling yeah, out of court. I, I don't know the details because he had to sign an NDA, just, so he wouldn't yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. disclose the details. So I, I go the second time, and we we hit it off again. We're doing karaoke, we're having beers, and we're hanging out. And fast forward a couple more years, TNA is now doing shows out of Orlando at Universal Studios. Are they still there now? Uh, is that where they tape now? Think, well, no. pre, pre, pre pandemic, they're somewhere in Florida, but I don't think it's Orlando right now. Yeah, I don't okay. think they've been at Universal for a little bit. Okay. So I was vacationing they there with back my in Nashville for a hot second. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I've been watching Impact, so I should know that. You should mm-hmm. very disappointed. So I, I was vacationing with my then girlfriend's family in Orlando while they were doing a taping down there. I emailed Shark. I told him I was coming down. He's like, "All right, man, we'll come to the show. I'll comp you a couple of tickets." What year is this? This is two thousand and six. Okay. Okay. So TNA is pretty popping. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, this AJ, is this is when they're on Spike TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is AJ like, yeah, Samoa, Christopher yes, Daniels, yes, mm-hmm. yes, the yes. fucking. So we. I think it was we, Unbreakable that year. Yeah. We we hang out. Well, that was two thousand five. Was it five? Uh, okay. mm-hmm. There you go. So we're. I'm sorry to correct you on That's your own good. show. That's all good. Thank <laughs> what you. a dick I, move. No, no, it's fine. I get it. Um, Let him normally, know. I he do that. We are the same person. I get it. So I'm hanging out at this uh, this bar slash restaurant. I ditched my girlfriend to go because she wasn't 21 yet, and I wasn't sure she'd be allowed in. <laughs> That's a very – I like that. Though. Same guy. Same yeah. guy. <laughs> so uh, we're sitting at this table. It's me, James Storm, Raven, who's just in a corner by himself. Yeah. Of course. It's Raven. <laughs> uh, SoCal Val, Spike yeah. Dudley, and myself. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we're getting this like – this special that they had at this bar, it's like a bunch of eight ounce, be- like a, a bucket of eight ounce beers in ice for five dollars okay. a bucket. And we're just ordering bucket after bucket after bucket. And we're watching the Monday Night Raw where RVD had to lose the title to Edge. Yeah. Because the the night before he got busted with Sabu. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And we're we're <laughs> like got busted for marijuana. <laughs> yep. What's up? <laughs> So we're sitting there making fun of Edge's perm and (laughs) well, not Spike, though. He's just like focused on the back dimples that SoCal Val has. I'm glad that I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm glad that wrestlers do that because I do that watching wrestling. Like, why? Why is this guy with hair like this? Like, I don't know. Spike Dudley in 2006 was cruising for whale tail right there. I get it. I get it. Well, not only was he doing that, but he also pulled a Moby Dick move nice. because he stuck us with all of those buckets on my tab. Wow. Now, they're only five bucks a piece, so I only paid like 60 bucks. But still, but still I'm yeah. 20 years old and I'm vacationing with my girlfriend's family. I don't have that kind of dough. Yeah, is that paying your dues? Your like, girlfriend yeah, that you that? just ditched to hang yeah, out with yeah, these wrestlers. Exactly. That's karma, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think about it that way, dude. ditched your girlfriend. Now you have to pay the I just, We're going to blame Spike on being a dick on this one. <laughs> well, well uh, I mean, apparently that's not... Uh, uh, 
abnormal thing for Spike to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to do that to people. <laughs> he needs that money for something else. Dude. I mean, I had a great time with Spike, yeah. uh, uh, and despite that, it didn't ruin my night. It's yeah. just a, despite just a dick move. Despite that? Yeah. Boom. So okay. we're, we're at, like, the, the tail end of my fifth year doing my backyard thing. And it, we can kind of tell amongst all of our guys that it's starting to die off. And I'm talking about it with Shark and like I'm trying to, you know, be respectful of like saying like, you know, we take this seriously, but we know that our best match is never going to be as good as your worst one. Yeah. You know, we just want to put on an entertaining show and just imitate this thing that we love, kind of like, you know, the Hardys did and McFoley did and, you know, all these guys that we look up to. Yeah. Well, this is before they were. Yeah, I know. But they did the same thing. I mean, I'm sure that they were in the biz by <laughs> before then. Before they were Generation Me, man. Yeah, cool. before they were Generation Me. Yeah. It looks like uh, Impact is uh, operating out of Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, okay. There I didn't, you go. I didn't, so. is, that, is that where they're taping out of? Or is, yeah, I, that's I what it looks say, like. I know that their corporate headquarters is still See, they there. always just call it the Impact Zone, which is, yeah. that's how I, I can't tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't location, Impact yeah. Zone. It says location, <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> that don't fuck around. Nashville, Tennessee is the Impact Zone. It's always been a cinematic experience the whole time, hasn't it? Yep. Wow. So I'm talking about my backyard shit with Shark, and he just looks at me and he's like, What do you want to get out of that? Like, what do you want to, like, what's the point? And I said, You know what, man? Like, it would be really cool if, like, just one time I could say I wrestled a real match in a real ring in front of a real crowd. And he's like, Bro, I can make that happen for you. And he tells me about his school, the Shark Tank. Before. Shark Tank the show. Before Shark Tank the show. Shout out Mark Cuban there. I don't think he trademarked that. Because he'd be hitting up cubes right now. Yeah, dude. That's a a lot more money than fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. That show doesn't have toys and McDonald's Happy Meals. That's true. That's true. They come up with the ideas for the toys for that McDonald's Happy Meals. (laughs) So I was working as a manager at Lowe's at the time. And I like sold it to my boss that I got accepted to this prestigious wrestling school <laughs> because like it's the a way, shark tank dude because if the, you told somebody you were in shark tank now they'd be like oh hell yeah yeah so it's no questions thing. asked yeah, it's either that or who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense shark I love you brother so he's not listening what am I yeah, even talking to him cool, for dude, it's fun. <laughs> We'll tweet you know, him. He's, he's one of our number one listeners. He oh, loves really? us. Oh. Yeah. You guys he's, get you guys get a lot of hits in Cincinnati. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Istanbul we do though. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So I I I I sell it to him saying to, to my boss saying I got into the school. The way Shark's school worked was uh he would train at the HWA arena in Cincinnati every Thursday for four months for a flat rate. And depending on how you progressed, you can either take his class again and repay that fee. Or you can start working indie shows and hook up with somewhere local. And so I, I signed up for it. It was 600 bucks. It cost me more weeks? For, for, for the four months. Oh, four months. I yeah. Think four weeks. Okay. It, it cost me 600 bucks. It cost me $100 a week in gas and toll <laughs> yeah. to get there and back. Yeah. yeah. So what I would do is I would wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, drive all the way to Cincinnati, which is like a seven-hour drive. Get the shit kicked out of me for three hours and then drive seven hours back because I say work at Lowe's. Not yeah, and and I worked it out with my boss that I'd be off on Thursdays and if I worked on Friday, it'd be a closing shift. So when I get home, I get like six hours of sleep and then I go work a regular day at Lowe's. Yeah, and and I was just like, this is what guys that came up in the business do. They they you know drove all these miles. You know, Jericho went from Winnipeg all the way to Calgary to to yeah. train with who he thought were the Hart brothers. Yes. And- <laughs> And, you know, even though I drove seven hours, despite the fact that there was a school seven minutes from my house, <laughs> a, a pretty reputable one, too, that I hooked up with after my time with Shark. Yeah. 
It the, wasn't shark. It wasn't the Shark Tank. No, it no, the shark no. Shark Tank, though, prestigious. So when I started, uh, uh, now the Shark Tank has produced some some good workers, including Sammy Callahan. Nice. Sammy Callahan was in his very first class. Oh shit! And you mean Solomon Crow. No, <laughs> Solomon Crow, the hacker dude. <laughs> Not, shout out the hacker. <laughs> Back then, I don't know how much you know about Sammy Callahan's career, but he was a huge man. The yes. reason he's named Sammy Callahan is because he looked like Tommy Boy. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, Callahan Auto Parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he looked like Tommy Callahan. You know, that's one of those movies that I haven't seen the whole way through. I just always catch <laughs> really? bits and pieces of it because it's always on TBS. Oh, my God. I'm so We've okay. had this conversation before. Yeah. Where it's just like one of those movies that's always on. That's my Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, Die Hard. I watched Die Hard three today. Nice, it's so good. That's how die I get through emotional trauma. Just by the way, as I watch Die Hard three, it's my favorite. You almost been watching a lot of Die Hard this past week. Guys. <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's cool. Oh my god! Don't oh, watch Forgetting movie. Sarah Marshall. It's a good you one. It was Dracula on Dracula the Musical. Is so good. Dude. That movie was on the Lifetime Network today. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what is it? Wait, do- was there thick? I don't. I didn't watch it. Oh, come on, dude. Did they show Dick on the Daily Time? No, I'm, it is. We're talking about, dude. Forgetting, no, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. No, definitely is. We're talking about. Okay. Full frontal male nudity. That's for women. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I guess there you go. Women. Dracula. Women. Love. Yeah. Women. There you go. You're Nailed right. it. You're right. I'm glad. I'm All three sorry. demographics. Do, do women really love Dracula though? Because I'm, I'm sure they're not a big fan of sucking. At least most of the women that Probably I've met. Probably not. Ooh. But I think in this you scenario. You heard that here first. Shots that's scenario fine. where that's not true. Shoot or shoot. That's, that's all you got to say. That's, yeah. that's not true. I don't know how un-PG I can get with this. Oh, I'm not oh, even going to go there. Don't even worry about you it. You should hear what he normally says. Yeah. I was going to say, you just been talking a lot. <laughs> I, I, t- I, talk, I talk a lot about this in my stand-up, too. All of my fellatio yes, uh, call it what it adventures. Blowjobs. Blowjobs. He gets blowjobs, guys. Yeah. Dude. Former wrestler and as former Jericho would call it, a blowjob. Probably mm-hmm. still blowjob. Yeah. Blowjob. Mm-hmm. They they started yeah, they started it from watching Puernos. That's Puernos. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of my favorite things to say is Puerno. Yeah. I don't know why. So I, I'm I'm going to Shark School, and his average class. I was part of like his fourth or fifth one. His average class had about 15 guys in it, but when I showed up the first day, there was only five of us, and two of them had already taken his class once. One of them had already taken it twice. So like that's great for me yeah. because I'm getting a lot of ring time and I'm not like having to wait for other people to learn shit before I can move on to the next thing. Mm. And by like the end of like the fourth or fifth week, it was just three of us, the two guys who had already taken this class before and myself. The other two people, one had Crohn's disease and he was taking a, a bus from Buffalo. He dropped out at week two because he just, jeez, you can't. It's a tough trip to do yeah, when you have yeah, Crohn's. Right. <laughs> well, and, and Shark even said, I'm not one to tell a guy that he can't live his dream, but with that condition, I don't think this business is for yeah, him. No. Yeah, no. And then the uh, Or if you turn it into part of your gimmick, it could be. Yeah, you pull Phil Brooks on <laughs> you SmackDown. You just always dude. shit every match. Kyoto's got to sweep We got to tell that story then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, you yeah. that story. <laughs> that didn't just happen to CM Punk. It happened to someone in this room. <laughs> So, Pat. Uh, technically, it happened to four people in this room. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of a ring during a show? Hey. During a show? Yeah, during a show. Yeah. Not in the middle of the ring. The amount of times I've shit myself in my house. It's <laughs> so disheartening. Honestly, yeah, right? You ever, like, noti- you ever notice that like shitting yourself as an adult is always a story? Yeah. Always, yeah. It's yeah. never an accident. It's a story. Because it's not it. supposed to happen. Yeah. You have to justify well, kid, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's just the same kid. way like if you get into a car accident, you're like, no, I was supposed to just drive my car to work, but some dickhead got my way. Yeah. This is the same thing where you're just like, I was standing Still. next to my bathroom. <laughs> I was pissing into my toilet. <laughs> I got a fart got away from me. 
and just whoosh. <laughs> and now it's running down my leg. And I have to take a shower now. And luckily it's right here because I'm at home. I'm lucky I'm wearing pants. I don't normally wear pants at home. <laughs> so if I wasn't wearing pants, I'm painting the wall. You know what or I mean? It's a bad. It's a bad. Did I take it too far down shit road? It's it's a hall pass situation. It. It's so just it's so good. It's like yeah, traumatic. Yeah. You say it's an experience. It's a traumatic experience. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Every it's an adventure. Happens. Yeah, I've, that you no one wants to go that, dude. There's no coming back from that. You're not cleaning. You're painting the wall. You're painting over that. Yeah, yeah. Old Hershey Highway. I'm moving. <laughs> so, so the other person to drop out of the class after a couple of weeks was uh, a deaf girl. Oh, yeah. I want everyone in this class to have like an issue. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you guys are like the bad news bears. You're like yeah. the you're like the opposite X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we all have something wrong with us, and yeah. it doesn't make us better at anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared of heights, so you know. <laughs> can't do any top rope moves. I'm My sorry. back really. I got I got pretty bad spine bifida, so I can't do any bumps. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so like I thought that that was kind of challenging because like not only am I working with a girl, but I have to work with someone I can't communicate with in the ring. Yeah. And and sure. Shark was like, well, you'll run into that all over the place because you'll run into a guy that doesn't speak English, yeah. or you'll run into a guy that you know has a speech impediment, or like you know whatever. You won't be able to always understand what something somebody's trying to communicate to you in the ring. So this is good practice for you and. You know, we're still like working stuff out. The way that he would do his training was he would teach you about like five or six moves and then you'd have to incorporate it into a five minute match with psychology. Nice. Um, and then, you know, we spent like a whole week just working on tag team psychology. And then we spent like two weeks just working on character and promos and presenting yourself on television and things like that. And by the end of the class, the week before the end of the class, he had already taught me everything that he would teach somebody in the time that they would take their class. So he literally said, why don't you go home and tell me what you want to learn? So for the, the last class of, of the shark tank, I went in there and I was like, well, you already showed me how to get thrown over the top rope, but how do I get clotheslined over the top rope? How do okay. I take that bump? Yeah. You know, or, you know, we, we've already talked about like how to do a springboard off the top, but how do I do a springboard off the middle and then back in? Do you, this is just a question that I need to ask every wrestling fan. Do you think you, you can definitely do old school, right? Like Taker's move, you can definitely do old school. The tightrope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I feel like everybody can do it, but everybody's impressed when Taker does it. I'm like, it's the easiest move well, ever. Well, the trick with that is it does require a lot of balance because those cables or whatever they're using for ropes are not that sturdy. I'm not giving Mark that much credit. <laughs> and and there's also been times <laughs> where <laughs> I've hit. Okay. There's also been times where I've hit a top rope and it broke. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Let's see that happen. Actually, so, so damn lucha ropes. Dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll give Don't credit. Get I'll, lucha ropes. Okay, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. For a guy his size, it's pretty impressive to be able to have that dexterity and that balance. But I mean, Ray Phoenix does it by running. Yeah, so. yeah. Corkscrew out of it. Yeah. We so. are the same person. I'm so, <laughs> I'm yeah. so impressed when he does Ray, that. Ray Phoenix is, Ray Phoenix is old school. Looks a lot. He does a punt, but he does it without any that. hands and also running on the top rope. Yeah. 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 Yes. So, you know, you know, we we did all the classic stuff, you know, top rope moves with a crash pad. And like the only times that I ever really got like hurt in training was I went to do the uh, um, you'll you'll know the name of the move. I forget who it is. But when you get whipped into a corner, a guy charges you and then you kind of jump over his back and roll him up. Kind of just like a sunset flip. It, it's kind of like that. But like you literally sit on the guy's back and then roll through yeah. out of the corner. I know what you're talking okay. about. I don't know the name of it, though. I just know it's like, like a counter. Red. It, no, it's it's, like it's, it's kind of like okay. a like a hybrid of a code red and a sunset flip. 
But you land on your feet and then like run out. No, or... no, no, no. You literally roll the guy up for, for oh. a pentaton. It just sounds like you guys are naming yeah. Mountain Dew flavors. We yeah. are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude, Panama <laughs> Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Panama, sunset wait, yeah. Flip? Panama yeah, yeah. Sunrise. Yeah, Canadian Baja Blast. Yeah. Sunset, sunset Flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's probably someone. It's one of those. You know, it's I think it's Mountain Dew line. It's Code Red. Right. Yeah, I think it's Code Red. Code Red is one. Yes. Arctic blessed. Well, wait, well, anyway, I got a pretty bad stinger doing that That's because I landed yeah, directly yeah. on my head instead of going underneath yeah. the crotch and rolling through. Uh, and then the other one was I did take a week off from training after we hit the ropes for the first time because, as you probably have seen, everybody who's ever done it, I had a pretty bad hematoma from yeah. my armpit yeah. to my waist. Yeah. So fucking Kevin Owens has that yeah. like really bad. Like, under mm-hmm. his, oh, my God. Every time I see it, I'm like, damn, dude, that's a fucking champion right there. You're right. That dude's, that dude did that for us. You know? I, I, I took a week off from, from going to training that week just because my, my girlfriend's grandmother was a nurse and she thought I might have had a blood clot in there. Oh, shit. So like, she was like, just take a week off. And like at that point, Shark was like, yeah, we're not going to see that guy again. Huh. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Prove that motherfucker wrong. Wow. And uh, so, yeah, so after the very last class, we all went out for drinks to celebrate. It's the first time that I ever stayed in Cincinnati to hang out and didn't just bolt directly home. And it's the first time I ever heard Shark Boy do his Stone Cold Steve Austin impression in oh, person. Wow. Is like, it better than Stone Cold E.T.? Oh, have you not heard it? No, I haven't. He used you to do it on Shark- television. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know a lot about Shark Boy, but I know him really? by his Stone Cold. Yeah. How do I not know this? <laughs> it, it, probably his most famous match of all time was was him doing that gimmick and then Chris Daniels doing the Curry Man gimmick, having a fish <laughs> oh, market no, street fight mind. with yeah, the Dubby Yes. <laughs> yeah, I talked about this. Never mind. Well, if, if you never heard it, he does it on my show, Strong Words with Ian Strong. <laughs> See, there you go. That's uh, how you oh, do it. Was, well, I'm so you guys good work at together it. with that. Yeah. Okay, I Tag it. team. <laughs> He, he did a two-part episode, and he gave me some really great shit uh, from his time in WCW to his his WWE tryouts to his yeah. time in TNA. And yeah, how I actually listened to it. That's actually really good. You should go listen to it. If I, I, actually I, going to I, I really, I'm really like – I mean, I've done a lot of really fun shows and a lot of great shows, but I'm really proud of that one because by the end of that conversation – when the booze was really kicking in for him and the edible was really kicking in for me, it just kind of broke down as two guys talking shop, even though one guy just happened yeah, to be I more famous that. than the I other. Yeah. And, and that really made me like, feel like, you know, I, I did what I, I did more than I set out to do with that one match and that one ring and that one crowd. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so when, uh, after I graduated and we had these drinks and I heard him do a stone cold impression, one of the caveats to graduating his school was he was also running an indie fed in Cincinnati and he would book you on your first show. And on my first show, I was on a, I was in a, a curtain jerker, AKA the first match of the night, uh, in a six man tag Not featuring a match where you're je- masturbating behind the curtain, Pat. Right. I saw that look match. on your face. Look. Glory hole in a pole. <laughs> that's what you said, yeah. I, I hey, saw that. I saw, saw the gears turn. Yeah, we saw it going. I was just say. I'm just saying. You know, like I've been curtain jerking a long time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think I'm ready for it. He's jerked on a lot. Put me in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's like somebody being like in in like a billiards club and being in like the first match of the evening and they're like pocket pool guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real creeps. Yeah. Those guys always behind a curtain. They're wearing track pants. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Always dressed as Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Rick and Morty reference. Yeah, I just yeah. got into that. So, uh, yeah. So he, he booked me on my first show. It was a six man tag featuring all uh, graduates of the Shark Tank, uh, in, including Sammy Callahan. So in my first match, I got to met, wrestle a world champion. That's awesome. And 
Uh, I got introduced pretty well. Well, first of all, I didn't have any gear except for my boots because it hadn't come in yet. I literally went to the show with a tank top and gym shorts. Excellent. And they were like, this is a real fucking wrestling show. You can't go out like, like my that. My Kevin yeah. Owens. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I, I, and I looked like him, too, because I had no muscle tone whatsoever in my midsection. Excellent. <laughs> this was before I started working out. And I've since stopped, as you can probably <laughs> tell. And... So uh, luckily, one of the guys on my on my side, uh, Andy Troyer, shout out to Andy Troyer, uh, had a matching set of singlet and trunks and let me use his singlet. And he wore the trunks. Yeah. OK. So that I could look professional on a professional wrestling show. And one of the biggest compliments that I thought I, I had gotten at the time was as we're putting this match together, Shark wanted me to take the heat for this six man tag, even though it's the first match in my career. Yeah. And and. To, to take the heat means the, the, the duration of the match in which the bad guys are kicking the shit out of the good guy, yeah. which means I'm taking the majority of the moves. And like to me, like that was a big compliment. Like He thought that much of me coming out of his school that he was comfortable ha- having me do that on one of his shows. Not tag. Or maybe he just wanted to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, well, maybe that was it. <laughs> well, no, that's what the guys in the match did. Oh, yeah. Okay. He, like, he didn't compliment me on my stone cold. He just wanted <laughs> to see you get the shit beat out of you. Well, so... so uh, the way we were supposed to start the heat was I, I go to whip Sammy off the ropes. He reverses it. I go to hit the ropes, and one of the guys on the outside knees me to the back, and then I take a, a lariat to start the heat. And when Sammy lariated, uh, hit me with the lariat, right across the bridge of my nose, blood coming out. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is your first match. My dude. first match. Yeah. And you're, what, the, what, third or fourth move? You're yeah. already bleeding? Good heat. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm taking the heat. The, this guy goes to rake my eyes in the corner. I wear contacts. He tears one right in half. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't bring glasses or a spare pair, so I drove seven hours home in the dark with one contact. Oh, in. I guess a nightmare. Fucking broken nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't broken. It just it just busted it up. And uh, and so I we, we, we finished the match. I'm feeling pretty good about my involvement in it. And then I immediately go to the back and two guys were like, what the fuck were you doing out there? And I'm like, what do you mean? You didn't sell a goddamn thing. And I'm like, oh, I, I thought I did because I'm legitimately hurt. Yeah, I was actually getting everywhere. hurt in the match. No, so, so because I was so concerned with my nose and my eye, I was so preoccupied with that. I didn't sell anything else. I just took the move uh, and then took the next move yeah. and didn't sell anything in between. So uh, I, I won't say who they are, but they, they either currently or just recently stopped working for Impact. Uh, Triple H. <laughs> yep, Did I get it right? Nailed That's it. Fair. Nailed yep. it. It's all three of them. I Hunter Hurst. I can you are on out. fire. Hunter <laughs> Hurst Helmsley. Thank you very much. <laughs> the gentleman. So, um, yeah, so Shark paid me 20 bucks, even though he didn't have to do that. And he also gave me a commemorative shirt that he gave to all of his graduates, which then got stolen because I used to wear it at every show I worked on since to the ring. Because one thing that they tell you is you always want to go to the ring with something to take off. Yeah. yeah. And I would wear my Shark Tank shirt ju- just because I didn't really have anything else made at the time. And I thought that that like established legitimacy. Cool legitimacy. Yeah, sure. It's like the uh, stables in New Japan. You, yes. know? you just wear the shirt. Or yeah. Whatever. So, so I'm, I'm working this uh, show in some small town in West Virginia at a fire hall. I take the shirt off. I put it next to the ring. Nobody collects it, but a kid did. And I never got it back. And I was never able to get another one because like six weeks later, Shark's house burned down. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. Um, it was the kid. It was the kid, <laughs> yeah. Was. Kid did it. Look, he got, he has all the shirts. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he worked for Miramax. There oh, it's probably oh, a so? girl. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Think about that, dude. Puto. 
<laughs> she said, tell me I can't have a Shark Tank shirt. <laughs> so so after I did that first show, I started reaching out to local promoters. I got hooked up with Johnny Graham and Pro Wrestling Entertainment, which was the uh, the one of the better, if not the best and most well-ran promotion in the central Pennsylvania area at the time. That was the one that was seven minutes from my house. Yeah. I, I hooked up with those guys, and uh, he said, we work out on Wednesdays. Come up. We'll see what you got. Uh, I, I did a little chain with him, and then afterwards, uh, he he met with me and his wife, who were co-promoters. They they were both workers back. I mean, Johnny still worked for a while, but uh, his wife was at the tail end of her in-ring career. And they were like, we, we, we like you a lot, but you are super green. I, we think you have a lot to learn. But since you already went somewhere else and trained, you're welcome to come train with us and we won't charge you. Nice. It's a shame NXT wasn't around this time. You could have got a contract. <laughs> well, the, well, the funny thing is, you like, I feel like I was born in the wrong decade. Like if I was born 10 years earlier or 10 years later, I might have right. had a better career That's because right. in, my, in, you know, the late 2000s, there's more opportunity. There's, there's, there's not, there's not, well, everyone was trying to do it, but there wasn't a lot of places to work. Yeah. You know, you had WWE, you had TNA, you had ring of honor, you had Chikara, and then you had, you know, the, the guys out West, like, you know, uh, pro wrestling gorilla, but like, that's about it. Shout out PWG. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I continued going to uh pro wrestling entertainment training center Met up with uh, Johnny's son, Jay, who became one of my best friends in the business. Uh, we, we ended up uh, being what we call in the business married to each other after a while, which basically meant like if we traveled to a show, we worked against each other. If we worked locally, we were a team. Okay. And yeah. uh, we, we had great chemistry similar to kind of like a heart foundation. I was the, 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 big, the big enforcer guy. Oh. Don't, don't blow that load. Don't blow that yeah, load. That's right. Sorry, that sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Uh, he 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 was the high flyer. I was the the ground and pound guy. We stole a lot of shit from Saban and Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Machine Guns. Oh yeah. I uh, when they came back and uh, the match they won the titles, they did this series of moves that me me and Jay did all the time. And I took a gif of it, sent it to him, and I was like, "These guys are still doing our shit in 2020." <laughs> <laughs> did that like best sequence everything where they. Uh, it's it's the atomic drop into the basement drop kick into the roll up yes, into yeah, the yeah. bridge into yeah. a yeah. Yeah. yeah we we totally stole that from them <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah. it it always went over <laughs> it still does it still does yeah, yeah I was gonna say cool it combo. still does and uh I, and then I was reaching out to other promotions that's how I got hooked up with IWC uh, who still does a lot of really great work with a lot of really great workers out in the Pittsburgh area. Once a year, they'd come to Newville, which is in the central Pennsylvania area, and they would do a show. They would have names, and it would be sponsored, and it would benefit the Children's Miracle Network. I mean, they've had Mick Foley and Jake Roberts and the Machine Guns and Samoa Joe and, and AJ Styles on these shows. Mm-hmm. Not not yeah, yeah. all in the same year. Yeah. Like speaking but I, my language, though. But, but I, did, I did his show twice. The first one I already alluded to in which I didn't get paid. And then the second one, it actually caused some heat between myself and Johnny Graham because Johnny Graham wanted to book me on a show the same day. And I was really hoping to get booked on Norm's show because it draws a bigger crowd and gives me better exposure and whatnot. And that was that's part of like my naive nature of the business, because I mean, he explained it to me. I'm I, I love Johnny Graham with all my heart. He's a brother to me. But sometimes it was really hard to differentiate between talking to my friend and talking to my boss. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes he would confuse that too, which I understand on the other side you know, of my career now. But 
he would say, why the hell would you want to take a promoter with a guy that's already fucked you over once instead of taking over a sure thing that I'm offering you right yeah, now and I treat yeah. you right and I feature you like that. Like it's it's very disrespectful. If anything, you should have just said you already had another booking that night and not told me that. Yeah. But that's like I thought I was talking to my friend. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so I, I did that second show and. That was a fun show. We we got some DJs involved from Red One Hundred Two Point Three. Nice. Um, shout out to Phil the Thrill, who was just on my show recently. Who's Phil a DJ at that show, dude? Phil the Thrill. That's a classic <laughs> DJ name. Yep. <laughs> and uh, um, that that was the night I met Jake Roberts. So nice. I'll tell you my Jake Roberts story. Is this the one where you shit yourself? No. Uh. <laughs> This was before Jake got clean. Who can shit themselves first contest? (laughs) He won. (laughs) Oh, Jake definitely won. (laughs) Well, this was before Jake got clean. Yeah. And he he went to do this show. And normally, like, the the locker room code is when you get to a show, you say hello and you shake hands with everybody. Even if you don't know if they're working the show or not, you know, it's just a respect thing. Yeah. Yeah. But when when a star is booked on the show, you don't wait for them to come to you, even though you may have been there first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You you go go to him. Yeah. So we're in the basement of the Newville Community Center in a room that they use to teach ballet class. And Jake walks in the room and I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, Jake, nice to meet you. I'm Ian. He's like, Ian, we got anything to drink around here? <laughs> and I was like, uh, actually, I think the promoter's got a couple cases of water in the fridge. You want me to get me? You want me to get you one? Water. I don't drink that shit. Fish fucking it. <laughs> That's actually pretty true. That's true. And they also shit Wisdom. and piss in it. Wisdom <laughs> so, from a snake man. Yeah. And then he then he just proceeds to go sit down and light up a cigarette in this ballet studio. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Classic. Um, but, I mean, other than that, he was really nice and, and you know, gracious to everybody who approached rocker, him. Yeah. Had to be 100%. Yeah. Uh, they they did they were doing this really funny gimmick where the guy that I was working was also involved in the the match that Jake was in and he wore like a giant salad bowl on his head to protect him from the DDT. Okay, kind of like if like Raiden wore a metal helmet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean it, it worked. It got over, um, but uh, that was a good story. But actually, it was in that building that I had my accident. Yeah, not for IWC. This was for Johnny Graham and Pro Wrestling Entertainment. So. To tell that story, I feel like I'm just rambling here. That's fine, dude. But uh, to to tell that story, I I had a lot of great matches and a lot of fun traveling with Jay Graham, but he was never really interested in being any bigger than we were. And by that, I I mean, if it takes more than three hours to get there, he doesn't want to do the show. So if I'm working in Pittsburgh, I'm working, I'm going by myself or with other guys from the local area that are also booked on the show. If I'm going to West Virginia and it takes more than three hours to get there, he's not coming. And I really thought that like we had something special because our chemistry and our dynamic was good. But he, he got in the business because his dad did it mm-hmm. and he thought he'd be good at it. Yeah. He like, he thought going to the WWE was like the worst career mistake you can make because it robs you of all of your creative integrity. Yeah. He would rather go to ring of honor and have the best matches in the world with the best workers in the world. And still be than, able to do what he wants at to the do. time. Not a bad opinion. Okay? Right. I mean, it's still kind of, I stand like that. by that. Okay. Like, you could have wrestled Kobayashi or Joe, either one. Well, and, and we, and we thought that like our gateway of getting in there was maybe to go through Chikara because Johnny Graham had a great relationship with Mike Quackenbush, and they would do a lot of talent exchange. That's local, too. Yeah. Uh, so we thought that, you know, if we got in with Chikara, which is based out of eastern Pennsylvania, we can get in with Ring of Honor because they, they 
Shikara at the time was like a feeder system for, yeah. for yeah. ROH. Yeah. But it didn't really work out so much for us because, I mean, Quack is a creative guy and he always had like his own ideas and never really had a whole lot of room for other people. But because of him, I got to meet a lot of really cool people like Quack, like Luke Gallows, like Cesaro, because he would they would come do these shows for Johnny What's Graham. Claudio Castellini. It yeah. was Claudio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And Castellilli or, Cast- or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and like Quack gave me some really great, albeit unsolicited advice at a show that I was on because uh, I one of my finishing moves is I, I always tried to like put my own spin on things and I was doing a frog splash as my finisher. But Best I, frog splash? D'Lo Brown. <laughs> I agree 100%. I do too. And Definitely not Sasha Banks. No. no. So, <laughs> so the way that I would do my frog splash, I called it the leap frog splash where I would actually start off on the middle rope looking in Okay. Jump to the top and then off. And do Best it. frog splash ever. That's yes. a and six star said, frog splash. And I would do it D-Lo Brown style. Deep. You got to go deep. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. You're punching like you're your a, own you're butthole. You're a European champion. Yeah. You are yeah. putting okay. both fists up your Belt's own ass. Belt's on the line ass. against yeah, Al Snow. So far back. <laughs> All the way in. And I, I remember the first time I did it on a crash pad and Shark was like, I've never seen anybody do that. And I've been doing this for 20 years. Go from the middle to the top backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now I think I've seen Sami Zayn do it. Uh, and I've seen There's a lot of people that do yeah. kind of like a like it's either like first to top or us middle to top. Now mm-hmm. I mean, EO Kevin does it Owens, before Kevin Owens did. A, I, I've seen he, him do. He a, like did one and turned and yeah. did a moonsault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that like the Must have seen somebody else do it. <laughs> must have watching my shit. Yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> I mean, fighting your Daniels fucking style, close. just like he does. Daniels, best moonsault ever. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just like that, except I'm facing the ring and didn't do a frog splash. Yeah, so. I'm uh, I, I I do that move to to go over in this match, the one with Chris Envy, where I'm AKA as Ian Strong. Yeah, and I go to the back, and Quack pulls me to the side, and he says, "Did you notice that people didn't pop for that frog splash as much as you thought that they would, considering it was the end of the match?" And I was like, "Yeah, like why why was that?" He's like, "Because there was a guy in the match right before you that hit a frog splash that the guy kicked out of." <laughs> so I think it's really important that you know in the future you watch the matches before yours. Yeah. So that you know not to try to yeah, recreate yeah, yeah. the stuff like that they do. That's where you go. Did the, you go? Did he jump off the middle rope first? Yeah. Well, I did wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it like that. At oh, the time. okay. I was gonna say. Right. I would be like, excuse me. Did you see the way I did it? It's like it's like if you went up on stage and told a joke, and then I went up right after you and told the same joke. Yeah, and then somebody was like, "Hey." Manny just told your joke, and this is how you should tell it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny if that was what happened. Yeah, it's yeah. like when I do a hand bone set. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah hand bone's yeah. just like, oh, wait, I thought I was doing somebody else's set. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize about that, Manny. <laughs> so Jay Graham, my, my best friend and my tag team partner, had to, had to retire. He was going to have spinal surgery, and it was going to cr- prevent, prevent him from being able to continue to take bumps. Pussy. And his dad... <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, I so Final hope he surgery. hears that. I so hope he hears that. <laughs> oh, fused together. Oh, he, he said that he listens to my show, but only to give me the number. He actually just lets it play in his truck while he goes and does work. Appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, throw one our way, but yeah. I still appreciate the love. Yeah. So his dad, who was the promoter, said to him, I'll bring in anybody you want to work for the last match of your career. You know, I, I, up to five grand I'll pay. You know, yeah. and, and in my mind, I'm thinking... He's going to ask for Jay Lethal. He was a huge Jay Lethal fan. Man. 
Yeah. Um, especially Lethal. especially 2010. Yeah. Jay Lethal. Yeah. Dude was on top of the world. Yeah, was that when he started uh, the uh, was it Black Machismo or was that yeah. later? It, yeah. No, it was it was during Black yeah. Machismo. Yeah. And but surprisingly, he told his dad that he wanted to work with me, and I was like really taken back by that because I'm like, dude, you could like you could work Saban, you can work Shelly, you can work AJ, you can work Jay Lethal. Like, why would you want to work with me? Like, we've we've done probably 20 tag matches together and 30 singles matches together. And he's like, cause I never had more fun at a show than I had when I'm in the ring with you. And, and to me, that's High like praise. the ultimate compliment. Yeah, High praise. And so the show before the last match of his career, it was booked that I would do a match and then challenge Jay to the final match of his career at the next show. So before my match, I'm watching the, the the match before mine, taking Quack's advice. Yeah, and I I remember that like now I had the same pre I had the, sh- the same show day routine every day. I'd go to Bob Evans. I'd have two pancakes, three eggs, six pieces of bacon, and orange juice. Wow, perfect. I'd go get a haircut, <laughs> and then I wouldn't eat anything the rest of the day. Yeah, you know I took care of my carbs and my protein, and I don't want to have a full stomach when I'm in the ring. Yeah. But the night before, I was doing my shoot job out of town, and uh, my, my Puerto Rican buddy that I was working with took me to an authentic Mexican restaurant in Wilkes-Barre. Wow. Not a real Puerto Rican. No. We're not talking, <laughs> we're not talking El Rodeo. So. No Puerto we're not, Ricans would take a, yeah. someone to a Mexican And this, this was authentic. <laughs> so I'm watching this match, and my guts start bubbling. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I farted backstage, and it was like – like you know how like you can normally tolerate your own brand, but this one like made me gag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It, like it may be the worst fart I ever farted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a I'm protein like, fart. <laughs> uh, and it's like my favorite are the the ones that like make my cat get up and leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'm like, fuck yeah, you fart and it jumps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, like, you, it what? disturbs a nap, and it's just like, Ugh. how did you do that? <laughs> That's awesome. Those are the best. Sorry, I just. Oh, no, no, That's fine. Uh, so I, I'm thinking I'm in trouble here. And the guy that I'm working is a guy named Shane shadows. Uh, we in our inner circle, no pun intended. Nice. Um, so wearing the shirt. <laughs> you can get that at shop. AEW.com. There you Ooh, go. Which wow. is just what a <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I say that like, I know him. Yeah, I, I'm going to be listening. I, to I, 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 I did four Fozzie meet and greets. That's my extent of meeting Chris Jericho. Uh, so I, um, I, I'm working this guy named Shane Shadows, and our, amongst our inner circles, we refer to him as a bookmark because he was a booker who was also a mark for himself. Yeah. Because when we would go and wrestle down in West Virginia, it doesn't matter how great of a match I had, I could do a 20-minute Broadway as the curtain jerker and get the crowd extremely on fire, then he'll come over and kill any heat that I made by getting himself over. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that he can have non-wrestling-related merch to sell at his table during intermission. Selling mixtapes. Ooh, Psycho Pro shirts. That's all it is. Selling like grocery store fireworks and like twisty straws and whatever. I don't know. And <laughs> worms, <laughs> snakes. <laughs> Got snakes for the kids. <laughs> Picked them today. Yeah. So I, um, I, 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 I've worked Shane probably six, seven times in my career. Some matches were good. Some were not good. Some I got ribbed while doing, uh, Quick side note to that story. I was supposed to put him over in a match in three minutes because the, the booker was not happy that I said that I beat one of his guys in three minutes on my MySpace page. <laughs> and so as, as uh, to, to kill the heat that he had for me for that, I had to put this guy over in three minutes. But he refused to let me pin him. 
for 10. Like, so he would, yeah, he was only going to work 10. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, oh, okay. so, so, like, I'd, he, he would tell me to kick out and then slap a hold on him. And then so we get it's back. like when Charles has a five minute set and then yeah. goes 15, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we get backstage and the promoter's like, what the hell was that? I told you to put him over in three minutes. And I'm like, you know, not trying to be disrespectful because the, the guy who's been in the business longer dictates what happens in the match. Yeah. I, I just said, you know what? That's totally on me. It's my fault. I must have misheard him. He, I thought he kept telling me to slap a hold on him. And he's like, I don't know what the kid is doing. He kept fucking slapping a hold on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they both laughed in my face and they were, told me they were fucking with me. So, oh, okay. No, they were like, like, dude, you took that so well. Like, we love you so much for like just being, okay, yeah. you know, so <laughs> gracious about it. Like you took all the heat. You didn't even yeah. have to. So took it in the ring and backstage. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I'm in the ring with Shane. Guts are bubbling. We lock up. We do a little chain wrestling. I, I take the shoulder tackle. And when I do with the, the impact of me hitting the canvas, Little bit, shit, little, little bit of shit came out. Yeah, he started uh, praying for three minutes. He was like, please let this go Where, three minutes. Were you wearing a singlet? or were you I, Yeah, I, I wore a black singlet with, uh, it, it kind of looked like like Finley's gear yeah. with like the trim on the side and then all same on the front. I didn't have like a, a logo or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like creator wrestler number 72. The turn. default character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, a little bit slides out. It's wet. Oh. And I, I get up. We change some more. Gives me a body slam. Do you bit. let him know? Like, wh- no, because at this point, like, it's it's so it's so minuscule and and so low volume. Yeah, you're like, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, fine. I can power through this. Yeah, I need to get my shit together. <laughs> as long as there's no more, I need to hold. <laughs> yeah. So so at this point, I'm like, I I really need to get my shit together, pun intended. <laughs> and so at one point in the match, now he now he says we're going to call it all out there except for the finish which we'd worked each other enough times and he's the veteran. So I felt comfortable in that setting. I, I actually thrived in that setting because I'm, I'm a crowd worker, yeah. you know, especially as a face. I, I, I relish the opportunity to, to work in front of a crowd and work the crowd and give the crowd reason to do what they're doing. So like if they start cheering while the heat's going on, I'll throw a punch or two and let the guy cut me back off. Yeah. So you're yeah. supposed to do Yeah. That. You, you reward the fans for their activity because yeah. it makes them feel like they're involved in my, you know, involvement. Fuck anyone that says the audience doesn't is not involved in wrestling i always hate that who says that it's just I've me heard, with full sale it's just me with full sale that's it yeah watch raw They're right super now tell me that the, that the crowd doesn't matter 100 percent. yeah it is brutal yeah so i i thought he he whisked me off the ropes and i thought that he tells me clothesline but he actually wanted me to duck a clothesline so i actually took the bump even though he totally whiffed and then I figured, well, I shouldn't sell as if I took it just in case somebody happens to see that I didn't. Mm. I'll make it look like I took the bump as a means of dodging it. So yeah. I pop right back up. And then no pun intended. He shit canned me to the outside <laughs> to regroup. Yeah. And then through the referee, he tells him to, that he wants me to do a spot where I get up on the apron, shoulder to the gut to bend him over, sunset in, and then we'll do a double clothesline. Uh, and then we'll take it home maybe after that. But when I do the sunset in, he holds on to the top rope and then plops on my oh, stomach. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. In front of 200 people, I shit myself. All of it. All of it. And it wasn't It wasn't like a whoopee cushion. Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't hide it. Like no, no, no. Luckily, <laughs> because I'm wearing a spandex dark singlet, it's all self-contained. Oh, yeah. Gross. 
<laughs> but I relay to the ref. We need to take it home right now. I just yeah. shit myself. And like some droplets, <laughs> some, some droplets are kind of seeping out through my leg. And he can kind of smell why. <laughs> so he relays to Shane yeah, he just that we turds. need to take it home. He did turds, brother. No, all, all he said was take it home. Yeah. <laughs> he, said, he said, Ian said, take it home. So we decided that I was going to go over with a step up in Siguri, which was supposed to be the finish. But we'll set it up with the double clothesline, double down, punch, 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 step up in Siguri, take it home. Yeah. But as I roll him up, my backside slides up his leg and starts like pushing pushing out (laughs) the contents of my, the inside of my singlet. And he's wearing a white singlet. (laughs) Oh my God. Now that's not even the worst part of this story. I have to stay in the ring and call out my best friend to challenge him (laughs) to the final match of his career. After this happens, there's droplets on the ring. You you still can't tell, like, unless you, like, are in the ring. So I call out Jay. I cut a promo. I challenge him to the last match of his career. It, it, it was one of, like, that was one of the most fun matches of my career because we were the two most over faces in that promotion. Yeah. But... Because everyone knew it was the last match of his career, he was the more overface, yeah. and they started kind of treating me as the heel. And we got one of those boo yeah moments where yeah, like yeah. he punches me in the face and and everybody cheers, and then I punch him and they go boo, and then I open hand slapped him in the face as hard as I could because we used to do that all the time in training, and he just goes oh fuck yeah, and then he did it back to me. So <laughs> oh yeah, more of that. <laughs> so real Suzuki vibes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because we we would always have slap bets. How I Met Your Mother style mm. because he never had any money to bet with. So anyway. I cut this promo. Shane goes down to the locker room and just announces to the locker room, motherfucker shit himself. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. You know? So we cut this promo and it's right before intermission. Normally during intermission, if I'm a face, I take pictures with the kids, I sign autographs, I sell merch. If I'm a heel, I don't do any of that shit because I'm old school. Mm. But you make way less money doing it. Yeah. So... I, I go downstairs. I immediately go to thank Shane for doing the job. And when I go to extend my hand, he just goes, boy, don't you touch me till you fucking clean yourself up. <laughs> so this particular show, there weren't any women on the show. So I go into the women's bathroom. Yeah. Strip naked and start cleaning myself up by hand in a oh. sink. It is as bad as you can imagine. How degrading. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just covered in Man, my own shit. that's paying your dues, dude. <laughs> yeah. I've never so, been covered in my own shit, cleaning myself off in a woman's bathroom. So then my, my buddy Mitch, who was one of the guys that I helped trained at the PWE training center, kicks in the door and just screams, where's the duty? And I'm, Buck naked. Yeah. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm just, like, I got shit all yeah, over myself. Dude. Like, like, I don't have. I'm going through something right now. There's okay, no well, showers in this locker room. I don't need you in here room. making a joke of me. I already am the punchline. Okay. Yeah. And like, you know, fans are asking where I'm at at intermission. And they're like, oh, that last match took a lot out of him. He's getting checked out by the doctor <laughs> right now. I don't know. He's checked out by the trainer. What a great line. Room. What a great line. So, uh, so yeah, I cleaned myself up and then I realized, oh, shit. I didn't bring any clothes to change into this room. And I'm not going to put the singlet back on. Nope. So I walk back out into that ballet studio, buck naked, with only my dirty, shitty singlet covering up my junk. 
And that was probably like the worst experience. Like that was worse than not getting paid by Norm. Connors. I have not lived <laughs> that life. I will say that. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you have that yeah. experience, though. And exactly. You have, like, oh, yeah. It's a story that you can tell, and on like a podcast. Yeah. Like, I mean, d- despite like how jaded about the business I became, because I mean, even after I I stopped work and I couldn't even watch for three years. Yeah. Uh, j- just because everything became so formulaic, and I became so jaded about the business, and I got tired of all these carny promoters like promising me things and not. Delivering delivering or just like, you know, the politics of it. Like, you know, it's it's a cliched terminology, but it really did exist back then. I don't know how much it can now with, you know, social media and, and the advent of, you know, high speed internet to be able to expose some of these guys for the shit bags that they are. I mean, it's happening. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't like there, there would be times where like I want to work for promoter A. But because promoter B has a problem with them or they have heat with each other and I work for promoter B, I can't work for promoter A. Yeah. 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 I or, think that's changing though. I think I yeah. think it's going to be more uh, like accepting of like any – doesn't matter who you know you have bad blood with because all these like shitty promoters are getting like called out as being shitty promoters like now. Like wrestling now is, is they're just like, all right, well, this guy was shitty – you know, to a bunch of, you know, stuff like, you know, wrestlers back in the day or whatever. Yeah. Let's fucking get rid of this guy. So I think it's going to get to a point where it's all just like, all right, we're cool with everybody. You know what I mean? Except for WWE because WWE is on its own other level. Well, and, and it was actually like WWE who got me back into re- like at least watching it a little yeah. bit. Like after I got out of the business and started getting over how jaded I was mm-hmm. because some of the guys that I met on the road or looked Work- up to while I was working the indie scene started getting signed and started well, getting opportunities. Back into it. Who? Well, yeah, it, uh, Kevin Steen or Owens? Yeah, no, uh, you call, we call him Steen around here. Okay, because uh, I stole a lot Pat of. Like I, I stole. I stole so yeah. much. <laughs> I stole so much shit from Steen and Joe because I wanted to be that type of wrestler, like yeah. a big guy who was also agile. Yeah. And, you know, so I was doing his cannon, I was doing Steen's cannonball and I was doing Samoa Joe's like running elbow in the corner and then like the backwards, like, oh, yeah. like I was doing yeah. all that stuff. And so like when those guys started getting signed and then like Daniel Bryan's rise and AJ Styles getting like, I think the first show that I had watched between 2007 or after 2007 was the Royal Rumble that AJ debuted on. Oh, classic. Classic. Coming out at three. Roman oh, Reigns shot. I popped hard as hell. Who's coming out? Who's... Who's, who's I heard phenomenal. that, dude. As soon as I found out that he was a Southern boy with the farmer strength, it was game over. Game <laughs> over. I knew. But I mean, I mean, not not just him. You know, like uh, Eric Young got signed, and then James Storm was so in NXT a post, for a while. You're a post pipe bomb type of person. So you weren't back until way after. Like Phil was out. I might have been. Well, no, I I did watch. Like I I watched uh, CM Punk's pipe bomb, and then okay. I I watched for the weeks after that to find out what was happening. The Money in the Bank. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch the pay per views, but I would keep up with what was going on right. on Raw. Have you watched that match since the Money in the Bank match? Yes, for the first time about three weeks ago. Okay. Oh wow. Uh, one of my favorite. It might be my favorite if if it's not for Shibata Okada because. I mean, yeah. R.I.P. Shibata's career, but yeah. that crowd—that it's, it's everything. Yeah. It's RVD Cena at One Night Stand. You yeah. know what I'm saying it's bananas. It's like, definitely yeah. one of WWE's best matches. I can't say it's like one of my favorite matches, but it's my favorite. One but of my favorite. That, WWE that level of crowd is up there with like the TLC matches. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. the pop that that was getting because like those matches were just like way ahead of their time mm-hmm. and just like. I mean, it's TLC, you know, yeah. like people like people are going to lose their shit in the 90s for people going through a ladder. They're just like, yeah. that's crazy. What are you doing? But like <laughs> to have that reaction, just like 
a normal match. I think like Punk did a pile driver. Well, that might have been on an episode of Raw before that or after. But he did like a pile driver just in their match. And everyone was just like, that's fucking crazy that they're doing that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like lost their mind about the most basic things. Yeah. Well, well, like it's funny because like uh, my, my best friend's wife, who's never been a wrestling fan her whole life, is now getting into AEW. because nice. because a jumping off point. Yeah, AEW's well, for sure girlfriend wrestling. For sure. Well, Confirm. so so because my buddy would watch AEW and she would just be kind of like drawn to it in the background. And then within like six weeks, she knew everybody's name and gimmick and whatever. Was her first one Cassidy? Is she a big Cassidy fan? She is. Hell yeah, dude. How can, how, how can, how can you not be an Orange Cassidy fan? Amazing, not, amazing not stuff from Orange Cassidy. I love it. But like, so like she's like asking me like, what are good matches to go back and watch? Ooh. And I don't know what to tell her because like the style of wrestling nowadays has evolved so much that like if you go back and ask her to watch like Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit at the 2003 Royal Rumble, oh my God. which is one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Breathtaking. What's the one at, uh, that they had at WrestleMania? What WrestleMania was that? Uh, Angle and Benoit? Yeah. The, the, I know they had a, a, a WrestleMania. I think it was like. It was like twenty. Jericho you know, was in a, Jericho belt? was in a three way for the Intercontinental and European title with Benoit and Angle. Yeah, maybe it was. I don't know. I, I, I want to say remember, that was seventeen. Did he I win the title remember. at twenty one? Who Benoit? That was twenty. Twenty. Yeah, that okay. was twenty. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering right. things wrong. But but like if I tell her to go back and watch, you know, like we like I tried to have her watch the King of the Ring match between Angle Shane. and Shane. Yeah, and oh, and man. like she wasn't into it. Really? It's a classic. Be- because, you know, that kind of stuff happens every week on TV now. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah, it's true. So but like, not to that extreme. Like, Well, the the whole glass not breaking thing. like falling straight on his head on yeah. the concrete. <laughs> but, but like, so like, I don't even know what to tell her now because like all of my favorite matches, you know, that unbreakable triple threat with yeah. AJ Daniels and Joe. That's one of my favorite of all time. I, yeah. I, you know what? I got one I'll send your way. That's very, it's a, the, 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 the. Crazy Crusher and Hellstorm. Oh my god! <laughs> I got one. I'll send your way. That's, That's just like a ridiculous. Just, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like I don't know what to tell her. So like I'll bring up Human Tornado. Yeah, you know, okay. and we'll we watch. have a playlist actually. Yeah, yes. That, uh, so it's a public playlist. Yes, right? plus public on YouTube. Rassle Boys, go check it out. Rassle Boys. So yeah, so like you know, Shark and I talked about this a little bit when I had him on my show, Strong Words with Ian Strong, and it's not so much like the speed in which everybody's doing everything now, because that's a, that's a, that's a speed that everybody's comfortable working. My, my issue with it is you're, you do so much that you don't let it resonate with the fans. And, and and part of psychology is making everything you do matter, not just the shit you want people to remember. Yeah. So, like, for example, I remember the fir- I, I watched the first episode of Dynamite, and... This is all PWG, in my opinion. Like, PWG <laughs> yeah. is the ultimate, like, display of this psychology. Well, well like... like uh, People I, hit crazy shit for 20 minutes, and, like, you're just like, how are you kicking out a two of... The, like, what is going on That's, like, here? what NXT is now. Yeah, like, yeah, 100%. PWG, but, I mean, look at what PWG and, yeah, like, and like, 2009 was compared to NXT now. It's yeah. the same roster, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, like, just, like, look at the match that happened uh, this last Wednesday on Dynamite between uh, the Dark Order and Cody and uh, uh, Zack Ryder. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a sequence in there in which, like, Cody got kicked in the head, like, six times in four seconds, and, like... He didn't have time to sell any of it because yeah. it was just happening so fast. And like 
Getting kicked in the head fucking hurts. It sucks. Yes, yeah. 100%. Six you know, times in four seconds. It's funny, too, because, like, anytime, like, that I talk to, anyone that I talk to who was a fan of wrestling and watches it now, they, like, a lot of the times they're like, well, there's no one's selling anything. Like, and it's like, well, yeah, because, like you said, they don't really have enough time because it's, it's so quick that it's like once, once one fucking Canadian destroyer happens, then a fucking, you know, 450 will happen off the top yeah, rope. And also, and like, like, what the fuck? The subplot to all that is also television is happening in the background. Yeah. It's just like not a platform that you can control at all. Mm-hmm. There's commercials yeah. and all types of shit that picture has to go picture, on in the background. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shout out Sammy Guevara, dude. King of picture in picture. That's a great gimmick. I love yeah. it. It's so yeah. good. Came out just to do that before the debate. My favorite, I posted about it on the false kind Anywhere, anywhere facebook the uh that jr always like puts over the picture, picture. <laughs> i saw that it's every single time all right we're going to picture, hey, picture. here goes world renowned in three seconds yep <laughs> picture picture is gonna happen in uh five four three two there it is <laughs> there it is yeah. but uh but going back to what i was saying i was watching that first episode of dynamite and there was a tag team match featuring private party yeah. and like you can tell that they were so focused on getting their shit in that they weren't giving a shit about the stuff that happened in, in between that shit yeah so like uh, uh, Mark Quinn, I think I'm. I'm. It may have been. Did he have the tails? It may have been the other guy. I, I know. I mean, I know. I know both their names. I just don't remember which one was in the ring at the time. Mm. Went to shoot a guy off the rope, and obviously the setup was he was going to duck a clothesline, but he threw no effort into that clothesline. <laughs> it was literally like he went like this over his yeah, head. Yeah. With no force whatsoever. I've done matches where I've actually clotheslined people in the face because they were supposed to duck and yeah. didn't. Yeah. I noticed that too. And it's like really bizarre. Like why? Because you're trying to – you have to make it look like it, you're actually going for the clothesline. But when you go for it and you just blatantly go right I think over it just head might, like that. I think it just might be a thing where it's kind of like, all right, well, I immersion. need to impress the people in the be- – like I need to be able to know that like they're, I'm good for spots. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I like, guess. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, a way that they're the double trying to be sword, no matter how you look like at it. Matter. Yeah. And, and then when you combine that with the fact that like nobody protects their finishers anymore. Yeah. And, and you know, once kicking out of Unless a finisher – Unless effect. Yeah. More. Well, he he's purposely protecting that. Yes. Yeah. But like – once that became the standard, like, you know, I, I hold Undertaker, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 in such high regard, but like... My that's my favorite WWE match. <laughs> that's one of the first one I tell people to check out. That's yeah. not Money in the Bank. But like, how many tombstones did Shawn Michaels yeah. kick out of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I but mean... It, but it made... That that was such a big deal because... Because nobody was doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, once it becomes the standard that you're kicking out of finishers, no one gives a where shit do you anymore. go from there? Yeah. Now you got Chris Jericho who's got five finishers because everybody has to kick out of the other ones. Mm-hmm. So that's why he has to protect yeah. the Judas effect because he can't do the Codebreaker, which he stole from Shark, which Shark <laughs> stole from somebody in Japan. And... <laughs> Don't tell anyone, dude. You know, because he, he can't pin someone with a code breaker anymore. You know, like, remember, like, I, I don't want to go on like a Jim Cornette style rant here. No, this is good. But like, remember, m- remember when a DDT used to finish a guy? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it happens during the opening chain. Yeah. And it doesn't even get a one count. Yeah. There's like 60 DDTs in a yeah. match now. You got to like, lift him up with a double underhook and call it a paradigm shift. That's yeah. what yeah. it is. It's I mean, like, I like. I can understand taking a couple of super kicks from the young bucks and kicking out of it because I'm six inches and 50 pounds bigger than they are. Yes. So like maybe it doesn't resonate as much, even though it would, I would still sell the shit out of it because I'm getting kicked in the fucking face. Yeah. They've really murdered sweet, like just sweet chin music. Well, in general. It's, it's the, like the, 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 Os- the Usos did too. That's yes. fair. To but say. it's, uh, it's like become part of their gimmick now. Yeah. You know 100%. What I mean? Where it's just like, Oh, they I mean, just super kick party is the beginning of yeah. their theme. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
it's 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 a it very is their gimmick. It's a very weird sort of like. I don't but know. their gimmick is being marks. You know what I'm saying? So I guess. Like, yeah. I mean that the whole thing, like even L- down literally, the their gimmick yeah. is what can I do this week that'll piss off Jim Cornette? Yeah. Yes, 100. Yeah. <laughs> or appease Dave. Either one. Yeah. It's either piss yeah. off Jim or appease Dave. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like we could talk about wrestling for. Ever <laughs> and uh, isn't this a wrestling show? Yeah, yeah no, no, no I'm, I'm saying okay. we we could talk about wrestling forever, but we have a very finite amount of time. <laughs> oh, um, have I talked that much? No. Well, I don't know how long we've we been recording for. Hour and a half. Hour. I didn't even um, expect that. Yeah, it, it, it happened. I, you know, I, I noticed it, we had, the same thing happened when we had uh, Man, Man Scout on. Yeah. Um, Shout out Jake Manning, dude. The Man. I Scout. think it's. I think it's just like wrestlers just like enjoy talking about like the the like you know the careers and stuff, and I enjoy listening because I feel like you don't get to talk about it like yeah, it's with people that aren't also in the business. Yeah. So, well, like, I mean, talking about it with people that are outside the business, they're just like. The things that maybe not like pop other people, we pop for. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Like, well, like well, where you were talking about uh, making fun of Edge's hair. Like that's <laughs> yeah. something that I do all the fucking time. That like not a lot of Bully people. Edge, love it. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I, I sat here and I told you good stories of yeah. my time in the business. And I told you bad stories, but like I never didn't have a smile on my face. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so and we like could, we could tell, and I'm sure people listening could tell that you enjoyed your time as. The independent wrestler, even though like you know you didn't make it to the WWE and do all that other stuff. Yeah, I you mean, had a good time while you lasted it. How long did you wrestle for? Uh, full time, and by full time I mean like maybe three to four shows a month for three and a half years. Okay, and then I took a year time. and a half off, and then I did one, a one off as my final match, but never announced that it would be my final match till afterwards. Yeah, and in all that time, I mean, you have you know enough stories to fucking fill a I, book, <laughs> dude. I barely even scratched the surface on some of the great stories I have. I mean, I, I, I'll give you another one if you got time uh, of so a time that I worked as a heel because <laughs> yeah. everywhere booked me as a face because like at the time like I, I used a straight razor on my face I had a very good I had a baby face look you know nobody would book me as a heel except for this one promotion CWF out of Pittsburgh would always book me as a heel and he loved my heel character so much that like he didn't understand how anybody could book me as a face <laughs> and like and like the first time I went there I, I fucked up uh, uh, Al Snow was working that show and it was like the third match in my career. It's my first time ever working heel. And I stiffed the shit out of the handshake in which I met Al Snow because I didn't learn in wrestling school that a soft handshake is like the uh, secret handshake of the boys. Yeah. Yeah. So I and it's and, it's, limp and, and it's a it's a very good indicator of what kind of worker you are and who you were trained by. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I disrespected Shark by not even that's because yeah. Al he squeezed his hand because uh, you know business is it's firm handshake eye contact you know and that's what I gave Al Snow because I I wanted to show him that I respected him by giving him firm handshake and because I didn't know at the time. But anyway, so I I did this show as a heel out in Pittsburgh, and it was the week after Tim Tebow eliminated the Steelers from the playoffs. Yes, I remember that one hundred percent. 80 yard pass first and 10 in overtime yeah that's right first play of overtime you, you know go. how much money i want on that 220 Woo! let's go <laughs> <laughs> so on this show it's the saturday after that and i am booked in this tournament to crown a new champion they were stripping their champ of the title they're going to have a one night tournament to crown a new champ uh they booked me to go to the finals and i was featured heavily on the show i mean they even put me in the promo in which they they stripped the guy of the title yeah. i was supposed to hit him with a chair but i hit the commissioner instead who was like six ten, three hundred pounds <laughs> excellent um oops my bad. yeah and then and then i come out for my first round match and i cut this promo in which i talk about 
how this guy was not deserving to be a champion. Even though he was undefeated, he never beat anybody of my caliber. He may be talented, but he's not the big deal, which is what my gimmick was. I'm the big deal. People know me. Totally stole that from Anchorman. (laughs) And I finished it by saying, like, I'm going to give this city, I'm going to give this promotion, I'm going to give Pittsburgh the champion it deserves. Because as we saw last week, God hates the Steelers, but you got Ian Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) And then the very, now I got a heat right there. Anyways. uh, It's so cheap, but it it works. It works. Perfect. Talk shit about the the local sports team. It always works. Fucking Kevin Owens and Elias. Especially because they're like, God didn't wait. You're right. Tim Tebow did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, Shit. That is God. Then, then I did uh, the, the very next show. I did this thing where we were doing a double shot two two shows for the same promotion in two different towns in one weekend. And we, they were like three hours apart. So between Saturday and Sunday, me and my buddy who I was traveling with went to a flea market and I saw like all of these like bottles of shampoo and conditioner and bars of soap that were pennies on the dollar because they were technically expired. So I bought a whole grocery bag of them and Andy Kaufman style handed them out to everybody in the crowd <laughs> and said, when I found out I was coming to Pittsburgh, I came prepared because I can't stand the way that this freaking town smells. Amazing. And then they threw all that shit at me. <laughs> and I get to the back and the promoter says, Ian, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but don't ever fucking do that again. Because <laughs> if somebody were to get hurt, that I'd be held yeah. responsible. And it, and he booked me super strong. Like He told the crowd on Sunday that I won the tag team title on Saturday, even though I wasn't even in the match for the tag team titles. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were just meant to be boomerang champions to give it to somebody else. Yeah. And but he but he protected me by letting my partner take the fall. And then like this seven year old girl, while I'm getting my partner out of the ring, starts tapping me on the shoulder and was like, ha ha ha, you lost. And I just turn around. and I just went, shut your mouth. I didn't get pinned. And she starts crying. Amazing. Starts crying. And I feel like such an asshole. He's good. And and this guy like who was sitting like three, three seats down from him just looks at me and goes. You are so good, and I, <laughs> and I and I totally broke kayfabe, and I was, was like, me. I totally broke kayfabe, and I was like, thanks. And then I went backstage, and I was like, oh my god, I made a little girl cry. But then the faces totally saw it, brought her in the ring for their celebration, so it totally yeah, yeah, worked. And they go. were like, dude, you're a freaking genius. I'm like, yeah, I almost I mean, hit yeah. a little kid. Yeah, I knew was I was gonna video do that. Yeah. Of, uh, there's a guy coming out. It's like an indie show. There's <laughs> a kid, and he spits in, his, in the little kid's face. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was probably Eddie Kingston, dude. And it wasn't Eddie Kingston. Okay. I wouldn't recognize him. But like, was it MJF? Because no, no. Oh my! He God, flicks off kids at autograph signings. Yeah, yeah, but so so he's 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 coming. He's making his entrance. He spits in this kid's face, and he keeps walking to the ring. And the dad realizes what the, he just did to his kid, and he chases after the wrestler <laughs> and like grabs him and starts doing shit, and he gets they get broken up. But it's Oh my god! I'll have to check that out. It's so funny. It's like what makes you think? Like, (laughs) oh, you know what? I'm gonna get some real fucking heat on this kid. Spit on him. It's so funny. I've never encountered a kid that I wanted to spit on. I've encountered like some shitty kids. Hundred percent. See, I was always taught that like you don't you don't mess with the crowd because I mean like. Physically, physical standpoint. Yeah, like yeah. don't don't take their sign and tear it up. They worked hard on that. Yeah, 
you know, I, I mean, unless they're like a plant or something like that. Like, or it's a shitty sign. Or you work it out, maybe. <laughs> maybe you go out and be like, hey, like, can I take I'm, it? Like, I mean, I can understand why people do it, but like, it's a shitty thing to do, especially to a kid. Yeah. You know, you know, don't, and never get physical with them. Yeah. Even if they, you know, try to do it yeah. first, because there's 10 people that are going to surround you that are going to protect you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't go full macho man. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I I, I only ever I only ever went into business for myself once and it was with another worker, not a fan. <laughs> That's we, we 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 worked each other in a match earlier in the night and then we were in a battle royal later and so I got my receipt for putting him over in the singles match by eliminating him in the battle royal and then he wanted to continue to fight with me after we were both eliminated from the battle royal even though the the booker didn't tell us that that's what he wanted and we weren't starting a feud this was just a one shot deal yeah. so I, I punched him directly in the face just to create separation I busted his lip open and then explained to him backstage that like dude when you're not in the match you don't take away from what's going on in the match yeah. I mean unless we were specifically told to which we were not don't go into business for yourself then I found out that kid was 16 wow okay who's he mass transit yes yeah, I was gonna say thank you <laughs> No, he, he, it was the son of some guy who did a Doink the Clown gimmick. Oh, my God. Okay. Is it Frank the Clown? Yes. <laughs> Motherfucker. We hate him around here. What a turd. Um, all right. Well, uh, we have to wrap things up because I'm hungry. Oh, it's <laughs> sheets. Amazing. It's sheets. sheets time, dude. Uh, but uh, so uh, we usually do this thing at the end of our episodes where um, we put something over and we bury I'm something. I'm going to make it audible. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. You're going to make it audible? I'm going to make an audible on it. Oh no! I thought we were gonna do top threes. Never mind. Sorry. Oh yeah, we can do that. I, I completely. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that first. Okay, actually. we're gonna make an audible because we talked a lot about TNA, and I feel like some TNA people. We're gonna go top three TNA champions. Top three TNA world champions. World champions. World champions. Okay. Okay. World champions. All right. Do you want to start? I I I'll start. I'm gonna go number three, uh, Christopher Daniels, because that's when I started getting into it, and I feel like that. I mean, that Unbreakable match 2005 is. He wasn't. He wasn't TNA champion though. No, he was. Wasn't he? He he was an X division champion. He was, was a vacated champ. But oh, yeah, so are we including the X division champion? Yeah. Oh shit. Are, are we talking? Right. Are we talking TNA world heavyweight? That's what champion? I'm saying. At that point, I guess it was all convoluted too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn wow. you, TNA. Way to fucking fumble that audible, young blood. <laughs> this is TNA's fault, dude. Not well, mine. All right, and I got another question, which will make a difference in my list. That's fair. Is does the the actual title reign matter? Because like I think it's just personal preference. I, I was yeah. I was gonna say because technically Alex Shelley was TNA heavyweight champion, although his title reign didn't really mean anything. No, I don't think it matters. To okay, be honest with you, I'm pretty sure it's just your personal preference. Okay, you know that's all. Okay, cool. I do okay. So do do you want to go stick with Christopher Daniels then? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't at this point. To be honest with you, change your answer then. Yeah, dude. Uh, honestly, uh, I'm gonna go Jeff Hardy. I'm going to throw that in there because it definitely like resurrected his career. I feel like because I mean, he definitely got into a bunch of shit before yeah. TNA and even during TNA. It was yes. just not, I feel like that era of TNA was just not good for anybody that had like pill problems. They're just that, like, we should stay away that from was there. That, was her name Dixie Carter? Was she, was she the one that was I'm pretty like, sure that was prime Dixie time? Oh, uh, it was, it might've been or before that. But I mean like him, him doing like, willow and like definitely like the broken stuff was like the end of that or like towards the end of it but like dixie carter in general definitely ruined impact for sure (laughs) all right jeff jarrett not jeff jarrett Jarrett. (laughs) i would never put jeff jarrett on that list get out of here i'm i'm gonna say for my number three ron the truth killings hell yes okay because i think he did his best work as the nwa tna world heavyweight champion and it totally 
paved the way for the longevity of a great career that he's had. Yeah, I think a lot of people always like uh, like miscount our truth or Ron Killing, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah, him, yeah. Um, just because of the fact that like he's he's one of those wrestlers that he's just been there forever. It seems like you know what I mean. Like it's he's in his late forties, yeah. yeah, and he's still getting the. 24 7 belt over yeah. yeah and he was involved in the fucking pipe bomb yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah oh he, yeah he was he used to smoke <laughs> cigarettes outside yeah. the ring and i love that dude i will always remember like our truth holds a special place in my heart because i was at a house show and i saw him take three flat back bumps like straight to the outside like over the top straight to the outside he took them three in a row and i was oh. like dude this man is amazing. <laughs> like just to be able to do that and get up after that's, everyone. Right. It's cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, I guess for me at number three, I would put uh I'll put Rob Van Dam. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Just because, you know. Why not, dude? Mr. R V D, Mr. Four Twenty, Mr. Every Night. Mr. Every Night, to be honest with you, because he changes shows. He's like Johnny Impact when you think about it. I I also love all the shit that R V D is doing right now. It's so good. Yeah. Like I I haven't actually like watched any of it. I just see clips and every clip is so entertaining. It's it's the best. With him? Yeah. 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 So that's my number three. And I don't know how – I guess I should just take a TNA. I don't want to go Impact because I would throw Pentagon in here because I just like the fact that Pentagon won a title in that promotion. Yeah. I think that was against Sammy too. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that definitely was. because. Oh, yeah. Didn't he, hit like, Eddie, didn't he hit like Eddie Edwards in the head with a bat afterward? Yeah. 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 Dude, I was like, that, that was the Christ. only thing that made me watch Impact in like the last six years. Was, was that? Was that? Wasn't that, okay. a, wasn't that Slammiversary or was that – I, I, I think that that's or else bound I, for glory. I think that's where oh, they man. blew off that feud. Yeah, you might yeah. Be right. I think that just happened on Impact, and then they blew the feud off at yeah. Slammiversary or Impact. Slammiversary, by the way, is a word that Sharkboy created for TNA. Jesus, you can hear that story Sharkboy on Strong Words at the end song. Sharkboy, he's a fucking, Sharkboy. He's a pioneer. In the he he told the story on my show. They were having a production meeting. He wanted to go to the bar. Borash comes out and he's like, Sharkboy, we're racking our brains. We need a name for our anniversary show. He's like, Slammiversary. Let's go to the bar. Damn, dude. Wow. The savant, <laughs> savant of wrestling, that shark boy. Uh, number twos, number twos. Do you remember when Bully Ray was the champion? Mm-hmm. I was thinking of considering him, and the whole angle of this thing was the most insane shit to me. The aces and eight stuff. Yeah, oh, because yeah. like, are we really to believe that Bully Ray the entire time? <laughs> he's, like, not, he's out there wearing essentially, he's just wearing their outfit, but without the logo on it, and Hulk's like. I'm gonna let you marry my daughter, brother. Like it's so weird. You seem like a real stand-up guy. Yeah. <laughs> also, shout out to the the wedding ceremony part because Brooke Hogan audibly says, "Dad, my titties out," and it's very funny. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, like off the cuff TNA moments was uh, uh, X Pac was doing a six man tag down there, and they were trying to find a can of spray paint under the ring, yeah. and he couldn't find it. And audibly, you can just hear, "Why the fuck would they hide it?" <laughs> True. Why would that? You're true. right. Yeah. That's gotta be right there. Uh my my number two, I'm gonna give it to Kurt Angle. Uh oh, shit, just man. because his his debut in Impact, the the headbutt to Samoa Joe and everything that I think that's his best body of work. And Dual champion. I I think that um I mean he's he's my second favorite wrestler of all time. And I think that they gave his presence in TNA gave it the legitimacy that it needed to still be around today. Hundred percent. I like it. Hundred percent. I like that. That's, that's actually that's really my cool. one. I, mean, I always forget Kurt Angle held the IWGP heavyweight championship at the same time as well. Yeah, 
Um, well, for me at number two, I'll just say Samoa Joe then. That's fair. You know, there Samoa Joe was actually that was going to be my number one, but I'm going to pick a different one. <laughs> Samoa Joe is actually what like, era of AJ is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, damn it! <laughs> um, when, when he defeated Sonny Siaki. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Number One, Kaki Siaki. That's a deep Damn. cut. I had that dude's autograph on an eight by ten in my house. Really? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Dude. Wow. I would pay Mr. Ace in the hole. Like $25 for Kaki Siaki. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? I thought he was gonna be the next rock. Yes. I, know. I don't know. He's probably dead know. somewhere. They thought Conor Reeves was gonna be the next rock too, but And they put him in a flying Elvis gimmick with like Jimmy Yang and, and somebody else. Jimmy Wang Yang. Yeah. yeah, dude. Shout out Jimmy Yang, dude. The cowboy. Yeah, I know, he rules. <laughs> um but yeah, no, Samojo Samojo was like uh when I was younger and like I was into wrestling. Um, he was the name that I always thought of when I thought TNA mm-hmm. and he was on the cover of the video games and shit. So it's like Samoa Joe was always that dude for me. It was AJ and Joe for me. For yeah. Sure. I, I mean, a- we'll just yeah. get to it. AJ was my number one. Yeah, so. that's fair. <laughs> first time I saw Samoa Joe was at a ring of honor show right after that first show I went to in Nashville for TNA. When I was talking to Saban at Hooters, I was telling him about how I really liked their style of wrestling. It's like a hybrid style. Beautiful sentence. I was talking to Saban at Hooters. <laughs> I was talking to Saban at Hooters, and I was telling him like him and Michael Shane. Remember Michael Shane, Shawn Michaels' little cousin? I do not. Uh, he he was in, he was in like Ring of Honor's early days, and also TNA in the early days. Okay. But I was talking to those guys and how much I really loved the X Division. Just just this hybrid style of like the WCW cruiserweights, but yeah. like without weight limits. And and he was like, "Well, have you ever seen Ring of Honor?" And by I mean, this time Ring of Honor was only like maybe a year or two old. And they did a show in Pittsburgh in the main or in Philly, and the main event was Samoa Joe and Chris Daniels, and the pre-main event was CM Punk versus Terry Funk, oh and. Like, okay. that was my introduction to Samoa Joe, and I was like, that guy's a star. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Still is. Yeah, he's still, oh my God, he was amazing. On commentary? Amazing still this is. week, dude. You know? Standing for Tom Phillips, dude. Mm-hmm. He's a Tom Phillips stand. Get out of here, <laughs> dude. It. Don't you talk to our boy that way. <laughs> I, I literally stopped hitting the fast forward button when I noticed he stood up. Wait, stood up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Seth, stop talking. <laughs> Who cares? Why are you on a Tom Phillips? He's a beloved member of the community. Amazing. <laughs> I love when Samoa, he did that with uh, Lesnar, too. Yeah, where, uh, Lesnar stood up to uh, King or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah and Samoa yeah, Joe yeah. like stood up to Lesnar. That mm-hmm. was oh Dude, my had god! A heart attack. Come on, Brock, you're gonna buy. That was that was that was. They could have made way. so much money with Lesnar versus Joe, but oh. they blew it off so fast. Yeah, I think it's because Samoa Joe kept getting injured, yeah. and they were like, "Well, we don't want to," you know. Well, they, they shouldn't have waited till he was almost forty to sign him. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a crime. There's a lot of what ifs there. We don't at least go he had, into at it, least he had a pretty like good NXT run. I mean, it wasn't the best, but until the end, the end. Yeah. Was, uh, I didn't really, I didn't really much care for it. Actually, the very, very end was pretty cool because he was just like, he would just show up in like a sweater and jeans and just like choke someone out, and then just be <laughs> like, "We're gonna fuck your day up," and just leave. And then was in like, "Well, what are you doing?" He's like, "I don't know, just fuck choking you out, dude." That's because I wanted to. Um, what version of AJ is your number one, dude? I, man, it's it's so weird. I want to go biker AJ, but I do like hot pants AJ a lot. Dude. Hot pants AJ is very good, but biker AJ, moody biker emo AJ, yeah, was very good because I mean that game was Bullet Club AJ and all that That's stuff, true. which is very nice. Gets, I like Trunks AJ. Yes, Trunks yes. AJ is always my favorite. I like Puka Shell. Yeah, AJ. That's what I like. Trunks AJ with the fucking giant hood, <laughs> the I am I am TNA song. Yeah. What a great song that it was, is, yeah, dude. A, a I, had, I had that on an iPod. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, Yeah, AJ's my number one, too. He's synonymous with everything that Impact was and will ever be, regardless of where his career ends up, you know, taking him. I will give an honorable mention to Christian Cage because I think that his career was never hotter than when he showed up in TNA. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's another one of those people that I always forget. Like, because is that like one of the Tanner first time we had like one of like the higher talent like WWE people like jump ship like that? It, it was like the, it was like the first time that somebody like jump ship. Because Angle was after that, right? Well, Angle was let go. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And you know, Raven was let go. Rhino was let go. All, all these guys yeah, like needed places to Shadow work. Rhino. All these guys needed places to work. But Christian literally said, "Like, I want to go to Impact because yeah, they're yeah. doing good things there." Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's like, that's a really good one. Um, he, all right, he hit the switch. You know. Let's get it. What do you want to put over and bury this week, young blood? I want to put over Ian for being on because we're the same person. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know I had a twin out there in this world. It's yeah. really extreme. We both, I don't love breaking uh, our friends in the backyard over tables that we made for like hours. I spent like I remember my thir- I prepped for my thirteenth birthday. I prepped. I made tables. I made them. I found like uh like like the stuff you, you like paneling for like a wall basically like wood paneling and i found that and i put them like on saw horses and i was like these are the tables Damn. and it was like dude i remember going through it and i was like yes hell yeah dude. i wish we, i had friends like that we up. used to <laughs> love <laughs> like wrestling we used to love that time of the year where like everybody would put out all of their like garbage that you can't put out on a weekly yeah. basis spring cleaning yeah, yeah we out. we would raid the shit out of that mm-hmm. for for weapons get a nice armoire you can do Many things. With I, that. I got I got street signs. My my dad used to work at a turnpike, so I got a stop pay toll sign. Nice. Um, we we had. Uh, I, I only ever smashed one glass two over a guy's head. Uh, he he volunteered, and it was a great shot because I hit him with it, and then like he walked to the camera, and you can't see any blood. He's like, "Did I win?" And then he does a slow turn. And it's like, "Did I win?" Oh, oh there's like so much blood. Uh, mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I, I was never like a big fan of that stuff, but I said like I want to do that once in my career and this guy was like, I'll take it. <laughs> I got that guy. That was man crazy. was David Arquette or Nick Gage, <laughs> yeah. either one. No, his name his name was uh James Herb, aka Cactus Herb, who we lost a couple of years ago and he, he was one of the funniest dudes that I did that I did my backyard wrestling thing with. He was like the biggest wrestling fan that did it with me other than myself. And I freaking love that guy. We used to do like segments in between our matches to try to like be filler. And we did like this crocodile hunter gimmick where we would just literally not give him any direction. We would just throw him in the middle of somewhere and he would make fucking gold <laughs> we would put him like in a cornfield and i'd have her babers dude i'd have him walk towards the camera as i'm walking backwards in this cornfield and he's like we're looking for the venomous cobra viper you've never heard of one of them i'm sure Ooh, what's this this appears to be the dropping of a giraffe also known as shit <laughs> <laughs> It was here six minutes ago. There's <laughs> <laughs> a giraffe in cornfield. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like we put him in a creek and he starts bobbing for fish. You know, like, like that. Yeah. Like, or like we got like one of those target practice deers and he like sneaks up to it so that he can fuck it from behind. <laughs> Naturally, legend. as you do oh in every promo. Yeah. That's what we do. He, he, uh, I, I love that dude and, and I'll, I'll always Stem remember him as the guy that let me break a light tube over his head. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, yeah. what a good guy. So I'm gonna put over Cactus Herb. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. I'll put him over. I'll put Cactus Herb over <laughs> and Ian that. over <laughs> for for being on and, and enlightening, 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 enlightening. 
There you go. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's late. I've been up for a while. Um, That's fair. But for for regaling us with all his uh, his wrestling stories, and uh, we have to have you on again. I'd love I to come like, back. I feel yeah, like there's absolutely. more. There's more to 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 be heard. This is, yeah, this is a two parter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of TNA questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we didn't. Yeah, we didn't even get to ask all the questions that I I, I think we wanted to ask. I feel like who knows? I feel like I, we because to I, I talk too much. I feel like it's I feel like good. we answered all the like big ones though. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, the, the shit one was. Uh, I you told me that. Story. I told you that story when you came to do my yeah. show. <laughs> and, You're like, and I got to hear more. it again. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so uh, thank you for coming out. Uh, and my doing pleasure. This. Um, uh, go listen to his podcast. I'll put over his podcast too. Uh, Strong words. He was strong. on it. Yeah. Yeah, he was on uh, it. I was on it. Fucking killed. You're it. next. Okay. Blood's next. Fair enough. That's gonna be an interesting I'll one take here. It. <laughs> Can I be also super kicking a funny bone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe to a shin Orange Cassidy style. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Thank you. Uh, what are you gonna bury? <laughs> Uh, as oh, always, I didn't have my headphones inside. <laughs> I got a quick two-parter. As always, uh, defund the police. Brianna Taylor's killer is just still not in jail, which is pretty fucked yeah, up. That's that's true. That is true. Uh, two, uh, Raw Underground, which was oh. I, I feel like I shouldn't have put it in the same light as what I just put that in, but uh, what the hell is Raw? Is You're this like burying that? It's like Def Jam Vendetta. Like You're, what is this? Yeah, that's shit, what I'm dude? saying. You're burying that. I don't understand. It. I'm putting that over I too, dude. It. It. It's an awful. Awesome. It's an awful riddle blood sport. I don't it's, like it. It's, it's WWE Fight Club. It shouldn't be Shane doing it. Yeah. Like, why? Shane hasn't been on TV in forever, and all of a sudden he's that, just like, "What's up, guys? I'm in my dad's basement. We're fighting each other." That like was this. that was my favorite part about it. Was they're like, "Oh yeah, Shane's gonna be back on Raw. What does he have planned?" And it was just <laughs> Raw Underground. Shit. I, I feel like like with most things, you have to kind of let it evolve. I let it breathe. Like, like, but I did like not it's like it's, it it's hard to judge it based off like the idea which they obviously threw together two hours before they started recording. Hundred yeah. percent. And then I by love the, it though. I think it's by the ending of it different enough that like it gets it's Shane's show in the beginning and by the end of it Shane's just like well I guess uh, MVP and then they run shit now so I don't know I just find out what happens next week I don't know what's going on like it was so just like weird he's definitely a weird MC for it 100% yeah Yeah, it just it threw me way off guard I didn't like it yeah Um, you know what I'm gonna bury uh, anyone that's listening to this that doesn't at least go check out Ian's podcast how about that that's leave a, double, leave him a five star. That's a double put over. Dude. It's a very, it's a very easy Much thing respect. to do. Just click respect. And it's uh, just to put over my own podcast. It's not all wrestling. You know, I got friends on to talk about movies. I have one of my. I'm in a band. I'm a musician. I'm yeah. a comedian. He does all uh, the music for it too. It's yeah, fucking I, great. I, I play all the music, all the instruments. Uh, one of my best friends, who's a bass player in my band, is a uh, has been a letterer for Marvel and DC Comics for over thirty years. Awesome. I've had him on the show. We talk about comic stuff. We talk about comic book based movies. We got a show coming up next month where me, him, and my best friend break down all twelve movies in the X Men universe. Dude, that's so. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a little bit of something for everybody. I've had hot models on there. I see that you follow her. I got a good follow on my Instagram. <laughs> you got a good follow? You got a follow from no, a baby? I, I followed her. She oh, followed okay. You back. followed her baby. Okay. Cool. But I appreciate I appreciate Ian's podcast for putting me on to a new Instagram model. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's what we'll put over her. Yes. Yeah. All um, right. So I'm, I'm going to bury... Is it my turn? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 100%. I'm going to bury the forced reactions that the WWE performance center crowd has to put forth. Yeah. Yeah, Everything about them annoys the shit out of me from the fact that they all have to wear different WWE merchandise produced (laughs) t-shirts to, uh, they all have to have different masks to all of the 
in genuine reactions they have to everything. Other and than Eric Bugenhagen, of yes, course. Yes, All his reactions are genuine Eric as far. Um, and the, and finally the noise that they make when somebody's trying to cut a promo because they're obviously reacting because they're being told to, yeah, and yeah. they're not listening to what the person is saying. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that, uh, to like right, kind of piggyback on that, it's, right. it's, um, it's, it's WWE has that issue and I feel like AEW kind of has that issue. And now they're like doing the, like where they're piping in crowd noise more yeah. like oh, AEW did yeah. that so much on dynamite this week it was and weird. I was like why why are you guys doing that? you don't need to really do yeah that. up and up until this week everything all the crowd reactions felt authentic yeah yeah like, except except like, from billy gunn yeah well a gun club in and of <laughs> itself yeah, is, uh, austin gunn is not a very good follow on instagram <laughs> no. um but yeah, I, I agree. I think I, it, it really kind of like takes you out because then you focus on it. You're like, this audience has been making the same. The show is already voice. bad enough. Yeah. Without <laughs> without the fake reactions. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I hate that too. Um, yeah, my, oh, you bird. Pat, do you want to yeah, put over and bury stuff? Do you want to do anything? No. no. All right. <laughs> well, guys, hey, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for checking us out. And as always, Youngblood, what do we always say at the end? <laughs> Later, nerds. Later, nerds. <laughs> hey, we do, actually. <laughs> you turn the camera off, and I'll be naked when you come back. <laughs>